Yeah, let me get a little bit of extra cheddar on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to get a little, little everything on that everything bagel. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. Uh, excuse me. Are you, are you E-40? Yeah, what's up? What's up? What's up, fam? What's your are name? Are you the what's your name? 40 Fonzarelli? That'd be me. Mr. Sprinkle'em? You know Captain it. Save-A-Ho? All day. Oh, my God. Uh, look, my name is Danny Barron, and I am directing a incredible Bollywood-style musical. It's called Basmati Blues. Crazy thing. Basmati? Yeah. Basmati like the rice. Yeah. You know you know the rice? <laughs> yeah, I know that oh rice. Oh, my God. You're going to love this so much. So, you know, it's crazy because we've been working on this movie, and, <laughs> you know, forgot to write the music to the musical. You know, it's, it's a slight oversight. But we've been looking around, and we found some great people to kind of help us put some some music to our our beautiful story about genetically engineered rice and uh global capitalism and so what we like to to possibly do if you're open to it is you know maybe have have you sprinkle right right uh, a little bit of, of of that of that 40 water magic on on our musical is that something you'd be open to yeah you know i'll be ripping and rhyming riding and ripping you know that's how i get down yeah oh. Wait, is that a yes? Yeah, you know what I do? You know, I'll get that shit on there. I'll put that right there on that easy for sheezy. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna say that is a yes. And so here's, you know, I'm going to leave you with my number. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I'm going to pay for your bagel. Oh, put a little extra cheese on yeah, that. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Mr. Forty Water. And uh, we'll, we'll be in touch soon. can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be saved what's up everybody happy black history month uh, welcome to another episode of <laughs> of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white savior films and we recontextualize them and reimagine them through a black and POC lens. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we've got we've got something that, I, you know, Cameron, we've talked about this before. <laughs> you, I don't know, is it that you just don't understand my love of bad film? Or is it that it's just? <laughs> it's I just not. think you're a glutton for punishment, I'm, and you're bringing me down with you. I mean, come, I love a bad movie. Come with me, yes, damn. boy. And uh, this we got it. We got our second international guest. Um, what? Ooh, I'm not yeah, your first. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll show uh, you. Because <laughs> But they are, are a very funny comedian who's doing a lot of great things uh, up in the friendly north in Toronto, um, specifically <laughs> <The> friendly north, <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially the the Asian uh, comedy all stars that they put on. But they could tell you a lot more about all the incredible things going on because I mean it's 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 hard to keep up. But uh, this is our guest for this week, Rush Kazi. Hi, how's Hello. it going? We're just exiting lockdown number five in yeah, Toronto, yeah. just in time. <laughs> To have the right wing trucker convoy come through on Friday. This is gonna be fun. Uh, so yeah, so friendly up here. <laughs> we are dreaming of lockdown. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say lock, lock what? What's we that? are yearning for the days where the CDC is like, is that was that a cough? No, nah, go ahead. No. That, are you? Are you? Can you breathe? You should the probably be at work is, right now. The worst part is, I bet Trump is gonna be like, 
guess who locked you down? Yeah. Guess who locked you down? Canada. Who got didn't lock you down? <laughs> oh, why does he still have a microphone? It's fucked. Yeah. Someone tell Grandpa to sit. Um, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's what's funny is in December I was like, I think I need another lockdown because I was getting way too busy. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have self control, the entire world needs to stop. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Like exactly. it's just like I need. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'm spending too much money on booze and partying all the time. Uh, someone lock me down. I'm like, oh, cool, thank you. But <laughs> now I'm somebody, just like, I wish somebody would lock down my debit card. <laughs> yeah, you know, like just like just like cancel my credit, please. I mean, keep my credit rating good, but get the right. get rid of the cards, right? right? And it's just like now, like we've had more lockdowns than Fast and the Furious movies in Toronto. It's getting a little <laughs> insane. So. But may, I mean, Jason Momoa is going to be on the next one, so maybe that'll be maybe Jason Momoa will come to Canada and like. Jason Momoa was already here. He was filming C, where oh. he plays a blind guy. Two seasons. <laughs> oh, that's right. I that's sort true. of saw part of that. Yeah. Right. And oh, then what's and it's like ooh maybe and he's single now. I mean maybe he's mm. Pete Davidson. I don't know. Pete Davidson's yeah, getting know, a lot he, of play. He's quick. He's he quick. types. Yeah. He moves yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, oh, you single and you're hot. Done. Like, Get in there. Uh, well i did want to ask because you know like just the way that this pandemic has been going specifically for you know comedians actors people who are just like that's how you live right like you got to get out there you got to work you got to do all these things like what has been your routine or like what have you been trying to get into in order to not even keep like you know revenue coming in but like comedy is a muscle like if you're not actively like doing it and working it like and then you try to come back after like what's almost two years now <laughs> and just like get on stage and like, you know, do what you do. Like it's going to be a little tough. So what have you been doing, you know, during these lockdowns to try to like keep keep at it? So right before the, the first lockdown, I was approached by someone who's producing a show for Out TV uh, and was asked to do like a 40 minute special like just mm-hmm. me of my standup. And I was like, yay, finally, I got my own special. It's not Netflix, but good enough. And <laughs> uh, then the lockdowns happened. I'm like, fuck. So I was like, just like always worried that lockdowns were gonna unlock themselves and then I'd have to do the special and I'd be out of practice. So I produce a lot of shows, uh, obviously Asian Comedy All-Stars, which you uh, mentioned, which is the which is like a pan-Asian comedy show. Uh, also Gaijin Comedy All-Stars, which is the very first all Asian, all queer comedy show. I looked, I searched all over the internet to make sure I was not lying about that. Uh, there's <laughs> Muju, which is like a Muslim and Jewish show. Uh, Fairy Tales, which is just like a gay show. Uh, and queer, not pejoratively gay. Um, and and I always, I've been running this uh, open mic since 2012 called Laughter Luau. Was based out of a bar called Hawaii Bar. There's no other reason why I was called a luau. <laughs> I just need to go with the theme of the bar. And when we locked down, I was like, well, I guess I can continue the show even if the bar is not open. So I had a weekly Facebook or Zoom show that I just blasted off into the internet. Uh, so that's basically what kept my muscles moving. And also, I got really cool sponsorships for Muju in 2020. Uh, a mosque and a synagogue sponsored a bunch of comedy shows that were virtual and stuff like that. And so virtual shows have been helpful, useful, Uh, no reasons to be late, uh, no reasons to forget your credit card somewhere Mm -hmm. or spend $3 Mm -hmm. billion on an Uber. So that way that was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The most recent lockdown, I've just been sitting on my ass and doing a lot of nothing because I think I deserve it. You certainly (laughs) do. That's a lot. You've been doing a lot. I hear that. I hear that. (laughs) I was like, I'm so tired. Someone please come and have sex with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, let's let's tell everybody about the movie. We had a <laughs> we had a we had a journey getting here because there was a lot of like we picked another movie which we still might do later. Sure, definitely do that we... later. As long as I don't piss you off during this episode, I'm oh, coming no. back. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. there's no possible way yeah. this movie is trash. <laughs> but you picked a you picked a movie that <laughs> like I. There's some movies, I'm going to be honest here, there's some movies that I put on this list as almost like a test. Just I like, who's going to pick this one? Because like, I secretly want to do it, but obviously like, Karen, I think there's only so much that you can take. <laughs> but if somebody else <laughs> picks the movie, then, you know, it's not me. Like somebody, like our guest requested it. And so then it is, you know, can't really say no. So Well, here we are, Jordan. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry, Cameron. I apologize. No, no, it's okay. I actually did not look forward to watching the other movie that we didn't do. So this was a welcome change somehow. Yeah, I don't know. I low-key kind of like that other movie. Like, I do... actually love the other movie. Oh, and it's no. one of my favorite novels. I'm just going to say that right oh, now. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is why I was like coming into it. I'm like, oh, I don't want America to think I'm siding with the white savior. They've never met me. Oh, it's okay. I've apologized for plenty of white people on this podcast. I have. It's, it's, it's the it's the part I play here. Yeah, you're. Gotcha. Tra- I mean, you're gonna get in one of these movies one day, Cameron. I believe. I do. Hey, <laughs> the only reason I've kept my mouth shut as much as I have because Daddy needs to get paid. Yeah, right. Yeah, I want to be sure. in bag or vents too. You know. Yeah. Sure. Just like, hey. Yeah. Is it a paycheck? Will. Yeah. Will, are you listening? I mean, look, they they rebooted Fresh Prince. They might just start going through the rest of his catalog and just. (laughs) They cannot. Have they actually like filmed it? Yeah, it's done. It's 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 coming out. Is it coming out like next month? Yeah. Why? We'll see what it is. I don't know. It feels like my fucking. That was the best show ever, and I love Will Smith, and I have the weirdest boner for him. It's not that weird of a boner. People just call it a weird boner (laughs) because they don't have a boner for Will Smith. Uh, well, do you, did you have a boner for the movie that you picked? <laughs> okay, so I picked this movie because I have a tendency to look for Bollywood and Bollywood-adjacent Hollywood movies just to mm-hmm. see how they turn out. They're always trash. Uh, and I only found out about this one within the last year, and it was on your list. Uh, I picked Basmati Blues, or as uh, y'all English speakers call it, Basmati Blues. I never <laughs> call it that. Just because that rice deserves better. Yeah, um, it does. It yeah, does. <laughs> it fucking and, does. Oh man! And Basmati Blues stars Oscar award nominee or winner? I'm not sure. Winner, winner, winner. winner. Yeah, Brie yeah. Larson. Yeah, and one of the leads of one of my new favorite shows, Ghosts. <laughs> Utkash <laughs> Ambutkar. I can never say his name right because that first name is so hard to say. Utkash, I think I got it. Okay, yeah. and I think the motherfuckers from Boston. I'm yeah. not sure. No, he's yeah. American. Yeah. yeah. And he played like a Pooh's nephew in The Simpsons. Oh. <laughs> Good for him, yo. He's right. getting it. Yeah, when no, you, no. When you're hanging with Lin Manuel Miranda, the checks don't stop coming, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it also has Scott Bakula from Quantum oh, Fucking Leap. And it's got Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Donald goddamn Sutherland. Donald wait, wait, Sutherland, wait. who went to my high school. Oh. <laughs> Okay, connections, Him connections. And his son went to my high school that I went to. Wait. That was like our big thing. So um, um, our Twitter page has usually uh, Jordan will delightfully put up a picture of the white savior of the week. So it's not when, Donald Sutherland. <laughs> it's not Donald Sutherland, but if you can possibly get that pick, get a JPEG of 
Donald Sutherland winding up the guitar at the end of this movie. Mm, oh my God. <laughs> I just need that image. It's uh, my jaw was on the fly. This movie, no, yeah. this movie is on crack. It, yeah. No. It kicked crack Scott in the middle Bacula of it. And on then, the piano. Oh, when he came in at the end, I was just like, this movie's over, right? This is, oh, this is a five minute musical outro. <laughs> to yes, this film. It's a full song <laughs> okay. as the end credits music. <laughs> it's um, more song so i mean just so people understand what we're talking about because this this is a movie that we're, we'll go through the 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 history of it because there's a lot happening behind the scenes but it's a movie that although it began production in 2013 finally came out in 2017 and was basically just put straight to video like it had a limited release We'll talk about this more in depth, but it was it was not released in India. They gave them the the <laughs> wonder why they gave them the George Lucas uh, Steven Spielberg treatment. They're like, this movie <laughs> is not coming out here. <laughs> Please don't ask. <laughs> you will but not be doing that here. I could not find the budget for this film, but it uh, <laughs> made fifteen thousand dollars at the box office. And oh snap, they could pay the off budget my loans yesterday, and I lost oh, okay. it. I'm gonna look for it. I know they raised <laughs> at least $25,000, um, but obviously that's not the budget for this movie, but there's a lot, there's a lot happening. And I foolishly, again, have, have suggested that I can uh, tell you about this movie in five minutes. <laughs> I would love to hear, I would love to hear about it. I tried my best to just kind of like summarize and get through. I'm going to tell you this up front because there's no way that I can give you a summary of this movie with the music included because the songs one we'll talk about just a minute you want me to uh, summarize it i could do it if you want to you can certainly in go five for minutes it. i think i could do it in less than five minutes i think you're the first guest who's ever taken this responsibility yeah on. i certainly will i don't not. know I don't, I don't know why i'm doing it i think it's just to try to because i i grew up watching a lot of bollywood movies as well you don't separate the music from the movie the music tells the story yeah you don't well, even have to address the wrong. music well, we'll we'll talk about that too because there's an interesting point that you just made that the makers of this film did not understand. <laughs> yeah, hundred thousand. But uh, I mean, Rush, you are more than welcome as our guest if you'd like to attempt to summarize. Um, I guess I will I will start my timer, but you let me know when you. <laughs> well, we we take this, this very I'm seriously. Making, I'm just making this up as I go. But all right, so this story is about. Uh, a scientist, a scientist's father and son duo who are white, who work in New York City at a company called Mojil, which is a stand-in for Monsanto, I assume. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, they are out to try to sell their grain of rice, which apparently uh, yields a 20% better crop than traditional rice, except the seed itself is sterile. So you can't replant the seed, which you can with traditional rice. The farmers in India that they're selling it to don't know that. They sell it to India because they think it's a positive change, not knowing that they're locking Indians into this horrible five-year commitment uh, where they are basically uh, like food fucked if they like, you know, try to get out of it because again, they can't make their own rice after this. And the whole plan that Donald Sutherland, who's the president of Mojil has is to like basically rape these guys over a pillar and take their land, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, there's a young farmer who used to go to science school or the university somewhere in India who uh, like tries to talk people out of signing these contracts. It doesn't work out him and this white Brie Larson scientist lady fall in love. <laughs> Uh, some hijinks ensues. There's like some shit with goats. Uh, eventually, at the end, when um, our white savior character Brie Larson realizes that she's been on the wrong side, uh, she helps organize a protest and uh, saves India from the day. I think I say, what was that? Two minutes? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you got it in there. That was you was really did. Two minutes. I can't even front. You yeah. did do it, and and I had distractions too. I don't know if you saw. I was just watching things <laughs> happening right in front of me. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I would say that you sort of missed was the, like the fake love triangle thing that didn't really even happen. That's no, not, that's not really like a big deal. It's yeah, supposed I to be a know. big deal. It's supposed to be like it's what, will they, I mean, won't they, right? If, if we're doing a summary, you don't like it's like the back flap of a movie. You know, you don't want to give too much away. Oh, so <laughs> I gave away the ending. I should have. You're right. You're right. I should have mentioned the love triangle. I should not have said. Actually, I didn't say who. If anybody got together at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's. Thank okay, you for that because that. Oh no 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 no! I don't think it's because we, we no, typically we are we are very impressed because we typically go on for twelve minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so, usually minimum nine. Yeah, we can we can get into the details as we progress with the podcast. Is the way I was thinking, but like you oh know, for sure, that's like a quick summary, and then we'll get into the the, the meat of it well, or the rice I, of it. Yeah, I mean just just to get us going here. Because, I mean, here's the thing about this movie, right? It, it's awful. <laughs> well, it's it's terrible. And in some of the ways that I love, and then some of the ways that are just like, I don't know what's happening. But mm. it's made by, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, because this is another thing we're going to get <laughs> into. But it's it's directed by uh, Danny Barron. And um, he is most known for C-Spot Run. That is his, <laughs> his major... <laughs> Claim to fame. <laughs> it is produced by his wife, uh, Modi Caulfield. And then for some reason, there's another person writing this, uh, Jeff Dorshin. So, I mean, I don't know who thought of what, but it it feels like a movie made by people <laughs> who somebody... It feels like a movie at the end. It, feel, it feels yeah. like a movie. It looks like a movie. It sounds like a movie sometimes. Kind of. Well, because mm. it's like it's a movie made by people who I like heard about movies. Like they they know <laughs> what a movie is. And then they were like, we can do that. And then they like attempted to do it. But it has none of the which is like all good, bad movies. Right. So this is not good, but like all good, like Troll 2 and like Birdemic and like. Governor room. Gabby, like, yeah, all of these movies where it's just like, these people had no idea what the fuck they were doing. You know what I mean? Except those people didn't have fucking Donald Sutherland. They didn't <laughs> have access to these. Future Oscar winner Brie Larson and like... I love Utkar's, um, I can't say his last name now, Ambutkar, yeah. yeah. I, I love that guy and stuff. I'm a fan too. It, it's, a, so it's a shame. It's actually a shame that, like I said earlier, like the bag, like I was saying before recording, the bag must have been like I mean, but it, it must have been crazy. It was not. There was really nary a bag to speak of. They got uh, <laughs> Donald Sutherland to go to India. They got Donald Sutherland. No, he didn't uh, go to India. He went somewhere. He's He didn't shoot that train stuff in America. That's true. Maybe he just wanted to go to India. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you just off of top before we get to the research that he like provided his own wardrobe and like did like a lot of stuff just kind of pro bono for the movie. I guess Why? it's I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it in a second. But I do I do want to talk <laughs> about I want to talk about Brie Larson because this movie for her, right, was was made before everything started popping off, right? Like she got into it in 2013. 
she had made really only like one major film before then. And I then, guess that's like short term 12, which right. like launched like 80 careers. Right. That movie. And so, you know, from there, obviously, again, you know, she goes into, you know, uh, room and, you know, goes on to be Captain Marvel and like does a lot of other stuff. Um, was it Kong Island? Was she in that? She's in uh, Kong Island. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like her career took off like almost shortly after this movie was finished filming, but not put out in theaters. Right. So it's a story of like one of many movies where similar to like Jennifer Lawrence and like other people where like you weren't a star and you made a trash movie and then now you're a star. And then they're like, Oh, we need to put this out. Cause you, you'll see it every once in a while. We're just like, why is so-and-so in this movie? And you're like, Oh, cause it was filmed like five years ago and they just never <laughs> put it out. Yeah, and I feel like Brie Larson tried to suppress the release of this movie the same way Jennifer Lawrence tried to suppress the release of that movie that she did with Bradley Cooper that is super bad, but I forget yeah. what it's called now. Oh, Silver Linings um, Playbook? Oh, is that it? Yep. There was another one that she she no. definitely was like... Oh, there were two in a row. They did yeah. two in a row together. There yeah. was like a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is what this movie is. This 10% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> like, and like, what's interesting about this movie, you can tell that it's made in the past because there's like a Blackberry that she's holding yeah. and it got released in oh, 2017 yeah, yeah. and you're like, yeah. 2017. <laughs> well, the thing, so the thing about Brie Larson in this movie is, one, I mean, if we're, if we're going to critique the music, right? Like Brie Larson can sing can sing yeah she can't sing these songs right like these are not songs made for her voice in the way that what she's good at doing there's one song in here that's like a pop rock kind of deal and i was like there it is like there's her range there's what she does well (laughs) and then the other parts because it's like but i have a theory i don't know when 500 days of summer came out but this movie feels like somebody saw that and was like, one, we we want Zoe Deschanel, can't get her, so we're gonna get this person who is like <laughs> giving the vibes, but like, is it probably doesn't cost as much as she does? Um, I think and, this movie is worse with Zoe Deschanel in it somehow. But I think no, but, but she's. I, I, you don't think so? I think it would have been elevated a little bit. Well, because I think she's, she's doing Zoe Deschanel though, because like it's very she bizarre. Is definitely doing like twee man. And a pixie dream girl kind of crap. Not her reaction, well. yeah, her reaction. <laughs> not well. things, She's not doing well. No, her reaction to things are crazy. You know what I mean? Because like people will say things to her, or stuff will happen around her, and then her reaction to them is like doe eyes, and then she'll like tilt her head slightly and like look on and just kind of. I'm just like, what? What kind of reaction is that to anything that's going on around you? You know what I mean? Like yeah, she was like. The- like the hello, for example. Yeah, the goofy hello thing. Yeah. Uh, it's like, wow, we don't do that in America. It's like, you're a fucking scientist. Have yes. you seen anything ever on TV? Well, here's- okay, <laughs> so can we can we get into that also, by the way? She's a scientist in this movie, and she does unscience things all the time. She literally, when she gets to India, she's on the train packed with people with her microscope. Yeah. Out. Like on a packed train Yeah, that's like jolting back and forth. And also, how did she fucking get a seat? Well, oh, a window seat. No, yeah. a window seat with an empty spot next to her when there are people yeah. fucking hanging off the top and off the sides. That is not realistic at all. Because she's <laughs> a she's a beautiful American white woman. This which movie... means people should be on her. <laughs> like, also, well, did we mention? Did we mention that that's the meat cute? By the way, well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. She is in this movie. She is positioned as maybe the most beautiful woman ever. Right? They've because, ever like, seen in their life. All the men in this movie. There's a scene where she, because she's sent over 
in an inexplicable moment of Donald Sutherland watching I guess like CCTV of his employees and it's just literally like, like Monty Burns looking. <laughs> I was gonna say he looks like CCTV. Mr. Burns just watching people. CCTV in the grid. of like the people at the power plant. And then it just zooms in on like individual people working, and he's like, "Not that one, not that one." One guy's picking their nose. Fire like, that one. You know what I mean? Fire that guy. Um, and, and then Brie Larson is mid song si- singing, just singing a song randomly she's in the middle of a song when she's when he sees her, and he's, and he's like, like, "That one, that's the one." And they, so they send her over there as like she's not even a salesperson. It's like, well, she's young and charming. Yeah, Some that's really bullshit. what they say. That is yeah. the words in the movie. <laughs> she's like the emissary for this company because the last guy, I guess, was like a sex pervert who was drunk all the time. <laughs> and that was the person they decided was best to represent their company. Apparently he like slept with, was it like, like a higher so, ops wife? Yeah. Something wild like that. And so like Brie Larson comes over. The governor's and, wife. That's what it was. Right. Brie Larson comes over and it's just like, all the men are just like, how can I accommodate you? Like, what can I do for you? Because, you know, I'm not going to, I, all of, all of the South Asian women in this movie trash. We don't we don't look at them. We don't care about them. We have nothing to say to them. It is we, so sad. It we is don't so love sad. them. But you though, got they whatever we can do for you. End of the stick. Yeah. Which sadly sometimes is just real life because shadism is real. And like, if the lighter skin you are, the prettier you're deemed in India and Pakistan and Bangladesh. So oh, you're talking to two black people. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to say it's the same. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, so, so. I'm still I'm still trying to get a role from Jesse Williams. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's wild because it's like she is uh, a void in the movie. Like she's. She offers nothing. She does nothing. And yet mm-hmm. she is what the plot hinges around. And it's, she gets everything. She receives everything. This is she why re- I think Zoe Deschanel would have worked better. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, she would have the cute bangs, the ditziness with the intelligence makes sense. She didn't yeah. tell it to me. No. Well, because Brie, I don't, I don't know if Brie Larson was, was getting direction from anybody <laughs> on set. <laughs> oh, but, I, she didn't even get a script. She had to just ad lib the whole thing. Oh, yeah. she got something. She literally is doing pirouettes in Herald Square. Yeah. Well, because I mean, let's let's talk about this too. Because I mean, if we're we're gonna start getting into you know like the way that this movie perceives India and South Asian people, right? Like the thing that I'm struggling with. <laughs> so she she gets put on this plane. She doesn't have a passport. Donald Sutherland hands her a passport, and a passport she's just sure. she's just yeah. like go go to India. And it's like she there's a montage, which is like your typical like, oh, my God, where am I? What's happening? Look at these people. This place is wild. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. You're from New York. You've seen more wild shit between two Times Square Elmos than you've seen in like whatever (laughs) situation is going on here. Like just her bewilderment at every stage and turn of the movie where it's just like to a taxi on her own to the train. I yeah. don't think she's just yeah. as naive as they're trying to make her seem. It's like, oh, it's so confusing. Like, you don't even have a driver pick you up. You're fine. No. Like, well, then, because then she goes to um, Williams. William is is the other love interest kind of person in this movie. William J. Singh, a very common name in India. <laughs> <laughs> and he brings her to his home and immediately they wash her feet obviously and then like she comes in and is just like aghast at people eating with their hands and eating food that has spice like she can't handle 
It was like either of those things. Yeah, (laughs) it just it took her out. But again, it's like it's it's just it's not bizarre because I understand why it's happening. But it's just like this is another movie that kind of takes anything that's not American and like not white culture and automatically that it's not even just exoticism, but it's like it's like beyond exoticism. It's like, can you believe that this <laughs> every every five seconds like they're right on top of the train here they eat with their hands like there's they're just a, farming out here it was there's like a bare feet. yeah there's like there's a goat in the street it's like i live in baltimore and i've seen chickens in the park like it's not <laughs> animals around is like not a crazy thing specifically in a big city like yeah you know people have the things that people have in their homes you would not believe how many people have gotten their faces ripped off by monkeys that they should not have been keeping? In their right, home? it should have been way worse. But also, this is like a musical, so everything is like super lighthearted, super goofy. But so here's here's my big question for both of you because there's sure. a lot of things that happen in this movie that I don't understand from the standpoint of, for example, the beginning of the movie. Right, we beat Brie Larson. She's doing science. Writ large. Literally, a thousand dollars says the script says Linda is doing science, <laughs> but then she breaks out in the song. Right? Yep. It's a it's a musical, not an unusual thing, right? But then she goes mm-hmm. out into the street, and it's this weird mix of people. Some people behind her are dancing. Some people are staring at her like she's crazy. And I don't I don't know what the movie's trying to tell me. As in, like, are these things when people start singing? Is this unusual or is this like you know musical logic where it's like and now it's a song we sing you know because there's moments where it's like there's obviously the green screen and like people being transported around and like stuff like and then there's moments like near the end where uh you know she's breaking ricky out of the prison and he starts to sing and she's like not another song and i'm like yeah it's it's all over the place no it's all over the place (laughs) the movie is all over the place i'm gonna explain i'm gonna just do the quick the two things in new york because that's probably movie making yeah that's like i didn't get a permit over here and (laughs) there are some extras just being like there's cameras and a white lady singing in the middle of the street that's that's that that's That's what i was thinking too but another thing, if you like think about like Beauty and the Beast in the very beginning when Belle's singing through the town square and people are like criticizing her, ignoring her, some singing along with yeah. her, like that could yeah. also be the whole thing. Okay. But she's supposed to be like this wide-eyed Disney princess, sort of. Oh, hey. I guess so. An intelligent wide-eyed Disney princess. So I was looking at it in two, two separate ways. One being like they're doing a gorilla style thing and they need to get this done. Yeah. And oh, I, behind them are just like, what? <laughs> I feel like the New York unit of this movie was definitely like, all right, we got the sun is setting. The sun is setting. <laughs> Two takes, Max. Two you know, takes, we're just Max. Gonna... <laughs> I mean, she's in the middle of uh, uh, Madison Square. Like, yeah. that's what, 28th Street? Just yeah. the Flatiron Building in front of the Flatiron Building. I can't clear the Flatiron Building <laughs> if I had a hundred bucks to hand to a police officer. This. I feel like this movie had no clue how to get no. that stuff done in the beginning. Well, you can but, just tell. You can just tell. But then there's there's other things that happen, right, that are also just like tonally inexplicable because for example, in one of the the many racist scenes in this movie. One of the many. Yeah. <laughs> so she she is just she's she's done her science, she's walking around. She's done her science. And she's going she I don't know where she's going, but she meets where he he's like 
just walking back. They had met on the train. She doesn't remember him. Well, that's right. They just bump into each other. For some reason that's not explained, two things happen. One, he puts on a mock accent, which I don't know why he's doing that. This scene is this scene is egregious and awful. It's just a very exaggerated accent, which is like and but like not just the accent, but like the broken English too, of like I don't understand. Because she asks him if he speaks English, which is also racist. But then then his response to that is like, I'm gonna pretend like I don't know what you're talking about. But then his go-to is like, uh, oh, I'm a I'm a monkey hunter, I'm hunting monkeys. This is my monkey hunting stick. Like he's holding like a like a hoe. And then he's like, do you want to go have monkey masala with me, you know, down in the town? Mm. And I don't mm. know if the movie is like, haha, dumb American. Look at this person like fucking with her or haha. South Asian stereotypes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to take from that because I, I think I think they were trying to come from a good place in that section in the sense that like he okay so um he's putting on like a fake extra accent which I've seen in a lot of movies that have people of color and then um another white person like I forget the, one of the can- first Canadian movies that Sandra Cho did she pretends she can't speak English when like this white guy's hitting on her at a club yeah and mm. then they eventually end up being like a couple in the movie. Um, and this thing I watched when I was eight years old. I don't even remember the title. But um, the whole monkey masala thing. I'm like, this woman's a scientist. Has she never read anything? Do they, like, Hindus worship monkeys? Why would you, if you're not going to eat a cow, why would you go out of your way to kill and eat a monkey that is a primate that you also worship? So that didn't make any sense that she would buy into it because she's supposed to be a woman of some intelligence. And then he Um, slaps her and he's like, this is just a traditional greeting. And she's like, great, cool. I'm going to slap random people that i meet now <laughs> which is well, like a she's running goaded into movie. it she's goaded into it at first because it's like oh no greet her read him properly right you know what i yeah. mean like when but she then they, like hits the like elder or the, the yeah. priest or whatever but then yeah. they all laugh and again i'm not quite sure because they're they're taken aback at first and then uh the other guy that they're with is like haha we tricked her and they're like oh then now it's funny yeah i don't like... even get the intention <laughs> i don't even honestly i don't get the intention because it's like i saw you before and now i want to fake like i didn't see you but like it's we were all gonna just have off. a co- he's pissed off that she didn't recognize him he gave her his last tea the only tea that was left I mean, the only tea oh, left yeah. in the that world was left. Yeah. well I, on that train right? that <laughs> okay like on that train he was on that train on the roof he was yeah. upside down she didn't he was upside down him. yeah she didn't recognize him because all brown people look the same to her and he's right. like how dare this bitch right let's slap her around a bit which is, which is what I was getting from it at first. That's the, that was the vibe. That Just was the, the opportunity. Vibe. Yeah. Because well, then a few things later, there's this wild moment where, again, this is why I'm like, I think they want a Zoe Deschanel. Because he's like, <laughs> you don't recognize me from the train. And then she does this thing where she like tries to look upside down. And I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> like, <what> is, <laughs> does your brain work? Like, what is happening? You know what ribosomes are. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of stuff where I think they're playing at her. I don't know if we're supposed to perceive it as innocence or just her ignorance. Or I think how... it's supposed to be naivete because like, was she wasn't earlier. supposed to be. Well, I get that. Like, it's she's supposed to be naive. naive. That's that's cool. But like, also very simple things. Like, you saw a person a day ago. Like, if I saw a person a day ago in Brooklyn, I might even be like, "Hey, fam, I saw you the other day. How you doing?" Like, I'm... right. <laughs> 
India, India has more people than America. Like, you're definitely going to remember somebody you saw. Well, because here's the other thing. <laughs> Just, near, it's like kind of near the end. It's like one of their big musical numbers, right? Like, before it kicks off. Again, I don't understand what the intention of the scene is, but she blatantly asks him outright, quote, what is it with Indians and that head thing that you do? You know. Oh, that oh, this. so much. Oh, that scene is wild. And I was oh, like, man. I didn't even know what she was referring to. And I was like, don't say I that. I knew what she was referring to because I'm brown and that question was posed <laughs> to me before. And like what the fuck dude but it just it came out of no like it wasn't like there was no lead up to it or like anything the the dialogue it was like she just had like a moment of like oh and by the way (laughs) what's up with you people and why do you do that thing and but then he 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 explains it to her kind of and then like they make a joke about it later yeah she says she says uh what is it like yes no maybe and then he says it's all of them and to me i'm like the screenwriter you're just sitting there like okay they're literally going to get together right stop she should have a random thought a random (laughs) racist thought yeah and see if that helps (laughs) because i i guess that should lead us into some of these songs and some of the music here because like sure they they they'll do these things first of all (laughs) I, i am uncertain I know the people who did the music. I'll, I'll alert you to who they are in, in just a little bit. You know them like, personally? Well, I, I looked up okay. like the, the, the names <laughs> yeah, of the like, people who are behind it. I, if, I, <laughs> if I knew the people who did the music, I might have tried to get them to, to come on and tell us, explain to us what, what, what these choices that they made were. Yeah, yeah, but all none of those people are, one, South Asian, two, like, have any Bollywood background, three... Like the way that the music works in this movie, Cameron, you were, you were saying to me that it broke your brain because it's like simultaneously some of it's catchy, but it's like it's like the most yeah, yeah. it's the blandest. It, right? it is like, bland. Like general kind of like it's like C plus musical theater stuff. It's I had passable. to forward through three or four of the songs. It just couldn't do it. I was just like, oh, another song starting. Let's stop this. I mean, uh, like, I I won't front. Like, uh, the song where they're all singing about, I don't even fucking know what they're singing about, but it's like (laughs) Brie Larson and the two guys, Rajit and William. That's the best song in the movie. That's the best song in the movie, but it's also, like, completely inexplicable. Yeah. Because it, you don't know what they're singing about. It's kind of like they're They don't want to be in love, right? It's They don't want to be in love, but they're lonely. Yeah, but one's, and, one's in love. William was straight up like, and, and William to be my wife. Exactly. Like, and I'm like, where did this come from? You've barely talked to her. Yeah. At this point in the movie, you're supposed to assume that William is like drop dead over her. Like the second he saw her, he was like, oh, right. my God, I'm in love. And Brie Larson's like, I'm here to do a job. And William's like, well, she's staying with me and she's pretty and she's white. Yeah. And the, the, all three of these motives are very separate. They're all in separate places. And then the movie like shoots them behind this like swirling blue screen looks like black panther the dream sequence at night yeah and yeah like the the you know i think just i forwarded the, through that part so I it's but that. it's a it's actually a good song and it sounds <laughs> good it's kind of catchy yeah but its purpose is completely inexplicable and 
it's just it's bad because it's there at that point in the movie yeah i mean cameron you mentioned black panther and i will i'll play this for you now because we will not have it oh. i said we will not have it though yeah yes we will not accept these garbage <laughs> i mean i want to say they're good because some of them are sort of catchy but also i couldn't tell you what any of them are and i watched it yesterday but here's the thing i watched right? it yesterday last night <laughs> yeah i mean my Rus- husband hates me for it Rus- he absolutely hates me for it Rus- he got speak reasons on- <laughs> Rus- speak on this speak on this for us because like the the whole idea behind the movie, right? Like the movie itself, and then just the initial inspiration behind it is like it's supposed to be an American Bollywood film. Like that's yes. what they were going for, right? And so, <laughs> absolutely. It, it turned... <laughs> y'all can't y'all can't see her right now, but she just put on the Zoom filter, the, um, <laughs> the deal with it filter. Yeah, and I feel like that's a little bit what the, the energy of this movie. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, I want I want I want your take because the thing about one these songs is like this is just again bland musical theater like energy, but also the way that they're placed throughout the film, right? Like I'm a hundred percent down with people just inexplicably breaking out in the song, right? It's a musical power that's got to be paced, but the songs, like you're saying, Cameron, a don't amount to anything. Like people mm-hmm. just, it's time to sing, right? Like yes. we time, time has elapsed uh, <laughs> between <laughs> the last song and, and now we need, we need song, but also, and here's here's here's, song. here's here's my biggest issue with it, right? My Bollywood like literacy is is not you know at a high level, but from what I've understand and what I've seen in Bollywood films, like they are, it's a production, right? Like it's not like oh okay, you know we're gonna like strum a guitar and that's a that's a musical number. It's like not everything is a big you know a hundred people come out and dance and do all this stuff, but it's like it is more in line with like the gene kelly old hollywood style musical where it's like people are dancing people are singing like it's a performance right and like that's the expectation of somebody starring in one of these movies it's like you don't just sing in the corner or like do like the solo over here it's like you are an active singer dancer all of that stuff brie larson does what you could call dancing Right. Like, again, another racist moment where William's sister Let's pulls her in this. the club. Let's not do this. No, not and that it's part. Like, yeah, that oh. part. Do you want to dance? What does she say? It's like something you and then pet, pet the goat. goat. And screw in a light bulb. Yeah, and screw like, in the light bulb, pet the goat. Yeah, this is like goat, an old joke from like a white guy, which is screw in a light bulb, pet a dog. At least that's what like was being said in my high school in 2002. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, like yeah. when like when like bongo music would come on, I was like, oh, I could say I could dance bongo. Says some white guy, and you're like, shut up, you can't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean like, we haven't mentioned that this movie is written, directed, and produced solely by white by people. white people, mm. and by all the songs people. are written by white people. So here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know if you guys remember the soap opera Passions. Yeah, I do. Okay, uh, do you recall when Teresa was pregnant and having these weird fever dreams? And all the fever dreams were Bollywood dance sequences. Do you remember I this? I actually do remember. My mom watched Passions. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So this 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 has happened for a bit now. In the 
early aughts, if you will, um, suddenly people were like, wow, we're a global place and we should really consider that Bollywood is one of the biggest, if not the biggest film industry in the world. And Bollywood movies were permeating throughout and people were less embarrassed about it. Like I remember when I was in like, early like elementary school, I was embarrassed to tell people that are like some of my favorite movies were Bollywood, but then you get older and you're like, fuck, this is my culture or at least close enough. And like, you start like talking about how great they are and you start bringing other people to go to these theaters with you. And it's a very different movie watching experience mm-hmm. where you sit and like, you don't just get popcorn, you get like actual like full on like Indian snacks that are like huge. There's a fucking break in the middle so you can get more food. Nice. People laugh and scream at the screen. Like it's very like Here animated and like very much not like a white person's um, feeling on like what a theater is supposed to be like. And so yeah. like people are going and they're like, this is so much fun. There's like all these dancing. It's three hours, but it's like going to like a double feature because there's a break in the middle, you get to pee, whatever. So. Um, so a lot of people were like, we should start merging it, like make it like fusion, like the way you make fusion food. And so the episodes of Passions happened, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A yeah. lot of random TV shows that weren't just soap operas would have like an, an impromptu Bollywood episode. I don't recall if Scrubs ever had one, but I wouldn't put it past them. Um, mm. And like, there's movies like Bride and Prejudice, which starred like Amitabh Bachchan's daughter-in-law, uh, who used to be Miss World, Aishwarya Rai, and yeah. some Hollywood. That was like an era. That was like, yeah. I feel like 2003 Three? to like. Yeah. So like five, like, maybe? Yeah, maybe yeah. It was a, it was short. It was short, yeah. but it was like so let's say two thousand three. It was like Bride and Prejudice, and I mean it's a British film, but Bennett like Beckham that came yeah. out. There's a yeah. lot of uh, South Bennett Asian like Beckham energy. Is different because it's not Bollywood. It's just about a brown girl trying to find her place in like English life, and she wants to break out. Right, you're right. You're right about that. that. You are right about that. It's not a Bollywood movie, but it was like part of Hollywood's energy at the time was trying to like usher in the South Asian culture yeah. into the mainstream a little bit. And then yeah. they're like, but like you said, that. for like two years, yeah, yeah. It was, they definitely <laughs> felt like we off that. Yeah. And there was a movie with Dylan McDermott, which was also like a ball. The Mistress of Spices. It was 2005. And oh, that's uh, all that sounds bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, I still want to watch it. But like, <laughs> right I mean, that's why we're here. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's not like like this sort of bad where it's like completely just by white people. At least Gurinder Chava, who like directed Bended Like Beckham, directed Mistress of Spices. Dylan McDermott is like the love interest. And so it's always like an interracial couple with like a brown girl and a white guy is usually how it works out. There's a movie called Outsource, which is in Bollywood, but actually does like a way better better job than this movie did i know about uh, outsource it's a good movie not bad uh, yeah. yeah and so like a boss with the blues i feel like was written during that time period okay it was written <laughs> between 2003 to 2007 didn't finish the script until maybe 2012 finally started producing in 2013 it was just bad because they didn't have any brown people actually really helping writing the movie um and so so this is what happened what was the question i kind of started ranting well, about other things well because the thing about it i mean i think that that is on the right track in the sense of it does feel like this was a, a movie made by people who had only heard about the concept of a movie and then like a movie made by people who had only heard of the concept of bollywood like they were like oh it's like musical theater but like you know, Indian, I guess. I don't know what no, their I, I, like idea that, that. was. Because, because so the songs themselves, right, have, they'll have like random like sitar in it. And like, right. that's, oh, that's like the. Sitar. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, they are that's it. So American musical theater songs. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like all of them. They'll add some drumming and like sitar. And then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. but, and like, and we did it. And it's like, well, no, because if you just took that out, then this is just like, it's just fucking like <laughs> cats. Well, yeah. We didn't no. need the extra flavor because this movie was never really written in the point of view of India. Whereas, like, even Bride and Prejudice, which has musical numbers in it, mm. there's a lot of India pride in it. 
mm-hmm. right? And a lot of like, fuck you, this is India is like, you know, this like developed nation, blah, blah, blah. There's like a lot of like pride aspects to it. Whereas this is just like, ah, oh, look, they eat with their hands. Mm-hmm. And like, for I, the one thing that I wanted tropey wise that is always in as a trope in all these other movies is that the foreigner gets diarrhea for like a good day and a half. <laughs> oh, and yeah. oh yeah. I really wanted Brie Larson <laughs> to be sick for a day in this movie. And like, she like, what are you, why are you fine? Oh, it's so beautiful. India to me is just this train and like these neighborhoods around the trains. And it's like, yeah. you should be getting explosive diarrhea everywhere you go. You should. I mean, it was, it was very much so like Temple of Doom vibes when they pulled out the monkey brains where she yeah. looks at the- at all yeah. no one eats a monkey like, no no i mean obviously george and steve were on, on <laughs> they were on one when they made that one but like the way she looked at like the rice and beans just food like it's honestly just food it's just regular food actually looked pretty decent honestly yeah. i think she was and, just looking at the fact that i totally this is how blind i am i'm like oh she's not used to being served by people like, because oh you're sitting there no. with like nice plates and chargers and b- a beautiful decorative banana leaf, and the food was being placed yeah. on. I'm like, oh, is she too full? That happens. Indian yeah. people. Yeah. I was like, you. oh, the banana leaf. That shit looks delicious. Like, I w- yeah, that looks amazing. I wish I ever ate at a place that served me food on a banana leaf. And yeah, she's but the, like, but the banana leaf was on a silver platter. Did you notice? Like, it was, it was very it was, high, right, and right, yeah. this was like a very rich home. And so I thought maybe she was just like, I'm from humble beginnings or something. Mm. Hopefully that flew over my head that she just couldn't deal with the fact that there was beans in front of her. This movie was so racist. It could be racist in front of your face and behind your back all at the same time. (laughs) Well, let's let's talk about this, too, because we haven't really spoken on on William's character. Oh, God. The movie hasn't either. Well, because here's what I here's what I found interesting. Right. One of these random ass songs. I will say the thing that I did love about this movie. Donald Sutherland like Donald Sutherland it must have been like his family were just like you need to get out of the house like you know <laughs> you, we, we can't you have been around the house too long Donald something's happening here we need you to get out and he was like overjoyed to be acting because he's doing he, something he's chewing scenery right they let him sing and a whole song a whole song and it's he looks like he's enjoying the fuck out of himself i'm gonna give oh, him that that's yes. what i'm saying like, yes it's the wildest song and he sings it to william right and the song is because about... of lapel the <laughs> the song is about the greater good it's right which is... i think it's called the greater good or something yeah like no that. no no it's called the greater good it's it's capitalism it's the a, musical yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> and but so what's happening in the scene though and i I guess they're trying to like redeem William at the end of the movie where he's like, no, I'm not starting your train. I'm going to burn your documents or whatever. Right. Um, But it's like William is, I guess, two things. So infatuated with Brie Larson for whatever reason, the woman who has barely spoken to him and (laughs) has outright dismissed him multiple times, not even on some, like, I'm not interested in you, but like, Oh, another brown person. Like I, yeah. sure, I guess you know. I've I'm, got science. To <laughs> yeah, I'm speaking to you because I have to, right? Right. Um, <laughs> like the whole part when he's like, "Can I show you the one like thing in in this town?" And she's like, "Oh, but I have to like work on my slides." I have yeah, to science. Got, I've got science. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, that's the new. I have to wash my hair. It's like no, I got science. I gotta. <laughs> I got, oh man, I got science in a yeah. bit. I gotta mm. Mm, test tubes. Bye. All night. <laughs> but but the so the implication of this song is that william right is like he's he's the turncoat right like he's the one he's gonna sell out his people mm. because he's so 
invest. I mean, his his only motivation in the film is to get to America. I believe is it seems like what he wants to do, and like yes, he wants Brie Larson and he wants to move to America, and yeah. so. Brie Larson seems like an afterthought to me, to him though. I'll get yeah. we can get back to that later. But Brie Larson seems of- like Brie Larson seems like a stepping stone to get to America. Like, you know, that might be part of the plan, but like it's not yeah, I don't think that's his like main goal. But I just found it interesting again in this movie where it's like, and we need we need a we need a bad one, right? Like William's the bad one. He's the bad brown person who's like gonna gonna do whatever it takes to get what he wants, like his people be damned. And it's very strange. Cause like he, the way that he turns, right. Like in the beginning, he's just seems like he's fine. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really think he was going to be part of the movie <laughs> really? for the first 20 minutes in terms of like, I thought he was just going to be a reoccurring character who like shows up to take her someplace or like, I, I mean, the fact that know. they said, I hope you're like your father who was very respectful and great. I hope you can fill his shoes. That was a sign for me that he was more important than they were letting on in the very beginning. Right. Okay. Okay. But then at the end, I guess it is just because he's called him lapel enough times that he is. And then he's looked at the picture of his father called back yeah. to the beginning. It's a checkoff right. stunt thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he was like yeah i guess you know fuck this this white guy in this corporation wait my dad wouldn't do this why didn't i look in my pocket before (laughs) (laughs) but i i mean that that whole situation to me was just kind of like a very because i mean the song is bad right it's crazy (laughs) oh man it's bad and it's long (laughs) yeah it goes on for a while and it's just like it's supposed to be a dream sequence. It's supposed to be William's dream while he's on a Zoom call. <laughs> and he like bought it though. You know what I mean? The he white was girls like, dressed up like Bollywood dancers. You guys noticed that part? Oh, that was that part. Oh. That part that was so, bad. That is such an Indian thing to do in Bollywood movies. You hire white girls and dress them up like Indians and make them dance. Oh man. It's a thing. It's That's a thing. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm smarter than this, but are you being facetious? I am not. I am not being facetious. It's a fucking thing. Every Bollywood movie that is big, you should check. I, I will give you a bunch of really good Bollywood movies, and they still have a bunch of white girls that they've shipped in from wherever the fuck, Australia or England or whatever, and they are dressed up like Desi women, and they are dancing, and they are dancing wild. It's a thing. It's like a like a weird status symbol for the movie. Look, we got these white bitches. We got white that. people. Yeah. Not even white people. White. We got we got these white girls to dance for us. It's more like subjugation. Well, guess what? They will not save you. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think it's. I think they're more of a commodity in that sense. It's not like that they're here to save them. It's more like look at this thing I bought. Yeah. I mean, it's in the human form. Crazy. That's so crazy. It is. It is. But like, so so like, here's the thing with William and how like, if you notice, people call him like Prime Minister or English Mm -hmm, or whatever. And he has a British accent, not an Indian one, and not an Indian British one, like straight British, because he was schooled in England, which means he's obviously evil because the English are evil. That's like the first sign. As someone who watches Bollywood movies, that's why any writer, I'm like, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) his, um, His name is William. His name is William J. Singh. Yeah. Like, it is possible, but is it probable? No. Like, right? Mm. It's, this is mm. not a, William with the middle initial J. It's for John. <laughs> like, like, it's like, for John. Like, why? Or it's James. for Jafar, who was like the turncoat of like Bangladesh. <laughs> oh yeah, my mom actually had this side theory about how an Aladdin Jafar was named Jafar because the biggest uh, traitor to Bangladesh was named Jafar. I'm like, there's no way Disney knew about that one guy that you're talking about from the 70s. Before we jump into the research, I do, because I think <laughs> we did not 
properly explain to people the end of this movie, which is insane. So yeah, Brie Larson and uh, where he have like a crazy, weird, in in the section where she you know makes the racist comment about you know your head movement. Why do you keep doing that? She gives him an, another racist thing. She gives him a C like the rice nine, and she calls it monkey seed. Oh yeah, yeah! I did not. I did not get what that was about. It was I a think cute it was joke. To the monkey like thing earlier with yeah. the monkey masala. So oh. instead of eating monkey masala, you can have this monkey seed. I yeah, think. it's a it's a cute little. Oh, you know, like I do. I remember wish you. I was drunk during this movie, man. <laughs> I was so sober. So I was also sober, honey. Uh, I get it. She she gives him that. He sings a dumb song about having extra body parts and how he would like hold her forever or something. If he and, had more arms. Yeah. Which I assume I is like song. a Hindu I'm god a piece thing. Of shit. Yeah. <laughs> For I like some that reason, song. it's bad. I, it is I had bad. to forward through that song. It was so uh, cringy. Such cringe. For some it, it, reason, it is cringe. It is super cringe. <laughs> but I thought it had a good melody. <laughs> I'm well, a sucker for a melody. For some reason, William is there watching yes. them. I don't. He just he literally creeps out of the shadows. <laughs> and, and he's like, he reports back to Donald Sutherland, who's now in India. And he's like, yo, they're about to fuck this all up for us. We need to do something about it. So he gets or he arrested. Right. Like they just have like, you know, whoever the police chief come in and like arrest him. Are we going to talk about the dance sequence? Is this what this lead- is leading to? It's going to lead to that. But, there, okay, because I had to, I had to bitch about that. But okay, go ahead. But there's a well, there's a lot of stuff that happens at the end of this movie that's just uh, like it doesn't make sense. They arrest Raheet. He gets framed for destroying the lab, and the reason that Brie Larson believes he did it is because they stabbed monkey the seed. monkey seed, like into the you know she's like because she's like he would never do that, and then they're like look, and she's like oh I guess he did that shit. Um, <laughs> without even questioning it, there's a huge press conference that they're having to announce Rice Nine, and it's going to be a whole big deal. I forget how she figures out that, like, it you can't replant it. I think Ricky had had like she told already her. knew, but he told yeah. her that they couldn't afford to buy a new seed every year, and she's like, "Oh, why would they be on? Like, they obviously know they need to buy it again." I'm like, "Yeah, what? How are you a scientist?" And no. she even addressed <laughs> the crowd says. In plain terms, you know you have to rebuy the seed every year, and they all go like shrug collectively. Well, they're no, just they like, laugh what are you talking about? Like, There's no way it's a seed. Like, why would we have to buy it again? That's and what then, they, yeah. they actually say that. And, and she's Donald, like, wait, but it's yeah. sterile. It's like, no, what? And then that's when Donald so there's like, cut the cut the mic. Cut the, yeah. cut the goddamn <laughs> mic. They and I think at one point they literally well, Scott Bakula literally cuts. Uh, cuts, down the so cuts, cuts the cord which by the way he would have been electrocuted there's no doubt about it but science, this whole baby oh, he's busy doing science <laughs> this whole leads to two of the most just absurd moments of the film at the there's announcement more? yeah well at the announcement that the seed will not replant there's a basically a riot, which I guess Brie Larson is leading because she's at the front of all these farmers while they're like chest to chest with the police. The police aren't really doing anything, <laughs> but like they're pushing up against them and they're trying to get somewhere. I don't really know what's happening. It's her D-Ray moment. Yeah. But then she somehow acquires a white horse, which she rides <laughs> into. <laughs> that was set the- up before. They've been trying to get her to ride that, ride that white horse since the beginning of the movie. 
but the this so the horse was just there. Topic, <laughs> yeah, like the, the, the priest guy that he she slapped in the head was like, "You need to ride horses with me." Yeah, I brought the horse for you. Is what's said oh. before they even go up. Oh boy! And All she's right. like, "What?" And it's like, "No, you have to ride this horse." And she's like, "No." And then she's like, "You know what? I will ride this horse." That's how that happened. But I guess so. At that point, has she never ridden a horse before? She said that she used to ride horses in her youth. Okay, you remember much more about this. <laughs> I just watched it last night sober, insulting it in bed. While my husband was like, this is so cringy. Why can't I watch anime? You know, that was the whole he thing. He has reasons. Yeah. Well, so she rides the horse. She breaks Rahid out. Of, well, she doesn't even break him out of jail because, like, the police chief comes and just, like, gently opens the gate and then walks away. So yeah. then she, like, gets him out. No, I don't he know- gets out on his own. And then William sees him and he goes, hey, nice outfit, because he's in like a fucking a straight jacket. Right. Doesn't he, stop him either. I know. He get he gets a car. He's driving it up to stop the train. This, I didn't understand this part at all, because if at this point the farmers have said we're not planning Rice Nine, I don't know what the point of bringing Rice Nine to them is. But so does- <laughs> that train had the, so the whole exchange is you exchange your good rice that isn't sterile, and they give you Rice Nine. So that so train they, was filled with the good rice with that the they wanted rice. back. Okay. So, so that's why they're trying to stop the train. So, so it would leave them with no choice. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Donald Sutherland is singing this crazy song about a train. With the, like he sings it twice. Like in a, in a way yeah. that's not even like, it's not a musical. It's just like he's having a stroke. Like he just starts. He's having a stroke. Because he, he, and he also like procures the fucking electric guitar out of nowhere. Yes. They're driving a train at what can only be described as 10 miles an hour. Uh, The rice is holding them back. The rice is making the train heavy and harder to move. Brie Larson rides a horse past the train. She has to slow down. Yeah, she's got to stop, get (laughs) off the horse, and walk onto the train. I love Uh, that part. So dumb. (laughs) Rahit is like somewhere off to the side driving a car, like trying to get in front of the train. She argues with Donald Sutherland, unhooks the rice. They just continue Which speeds to go. Up the train. Yeah, and then Rahit is like, he's like Michael Jackson in the, in the way you make me feel video. Like he's just like on the car, just like ready to get hit. <laughs> and Maybe I don't the train I, take me now. I don't understand what his point was because I well I he think, was saying that the train was so slow because he doesn't know it's unhooked, right? Yeah, so they're going like, to they have to stop. They have enough time to stop. And I brought a fucking Jeep with me. It's big enough. It's fine. We'll, we're fine. The Jeep will stop the train. Yeah. Right. That, that was, you know, because he's also a scientist. And all the scientists <laughs> in this movie are so smart, as you can see. Brie Larson <laughs> and him, like, have a dumb argument. She pulls him off of the car right before it gets smashed with the train. She, no, she, don't, don't pull, <laughs> don't take the love out of this movie. They kiss for once. They kiss yeah. for the first well, time. They and always... it breaks his like anger. Yeah. And he's like, what? And Car- then she pulls him off. Cameron, and then she- the biggest CGI budget, the biggest portion of the CGI budget is used for this sequence where everything's in the air. Jeez, yeah. when the springs and tires shoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's the budget right there. That's the entire yeah. budget. Like isn't it? Nickelodeon but... movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Cameron. It is your favorite. It's the ethnic kiss. Uh that you can you could you could hear it uh at home just she finally gives him a kiss and then we it's not a good kiss either. It's It's a bad kiss. But it's also like a life-saving kiss, like get off this. They do a better kiss later. At first I was like, is Brie Larson racist? Because she does not look like she's liking this moment. Yeah, she's like, and you're an actor. You're supposed to pretend to like this. That's the whole job. 
right? And I'm like, ugh, they're like basically like, right? mm. <laughs> just like dabbing faces. And I'm like, dabbing that's not, faces. Yeah, and then we transition into like. a wedding. They are just suddenly married. Which is a very Bollywood turn. They kept that right. Yeah. Yeah, there's and, no explanation as to how this got to this, but that's how it would happen. And then you think the movie's over because that's the end. And then suddenly in the in the credits in the small box we get one just like cuz it, it's like I don't know what's happening. It's random brown children walking somewhere intercut school. with <laughs> They're going to school. Intercut with Back to the wedding, Scott Bakula has procured a piano and is now just like playing. <laughs> These musical instruments are literally just like flowing into frame, just like <laughs> sliding into frame. Like, there's a piano here, there's an electric guitar here, and literally that electric guitar is in there for that one like cut. Yeah, it's, I just, it's I gotta, it's gone. I, I gotta, I gotta say this one thing though. Uh, William's invited to the wedding, not only that, right? Gives him a big old hug. Yeah. And they smile and they laugh and they dance around together as if they're best friends. As if this guy did not frame him for a crime, get his ass whooped and put into jail in a straitjacket. And they like, seem like they never liked happened. each other, like from jump. Like they seem to yeah. not be friends. And so yeah. I guess now that they've been through this experience, I guess they're like. Well, now that William is more like his dad and not like his dumb British self, he's better now. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Because like in the beginning, also, like when they see the girl automatically like you do not hit on her which kind of like implies that william is a big hoe like he's a himbo yeah so it's not like he gives a fuck about brie larson's character as he's a good looking dude though i mean he's a like, very good looking dude of yeah. all the people in that movie he's the best looking way better than brie um and it's just like okay so i think this character is a himbo and the only reason he's even after her is not because she's white it's because he was told he's not allowed to have her that's true you know what i mean that's what it felt like to me yeah, uh, because if he's from England, he's got enough white puss. Like it's it happens. <laughs> like he looks like him. I'm pretty sure he's pretty popular. I imagine pulling into um, whatever airport is in London. Heathrow. And Heathrow. Heathrow. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> just says, "Welcome to London. We got enough white for all of you. <laughs> got all the white." So, <laughs> before we go to the to the to the. Um, the research rush. I know you wanted to talk about the dance sequence, so I'll let you have the floor. Oh, that you. was the main thing that I really wanted to bitch about because I was worried that it was it was gonna. I don't know. I was worried you guys might have missed that. It was literally that. It was just him yeah. dancing, being handsome as fuck. William is hot, uh, yeah. but like just like him and like right are like best buddies. Like yeah. it's almost like as if he was the best man at the wedding. It's like why? Yeah. Why would he have done you? He fucking got you tortured. Indian yeah. prison is not a joke. Okay. <laughs> Like you guys have all seen Slumdog Millionaire. That's you know, like it's <laughs> you know what it is. You know, it's not gonna be good, especially because he's like a poor farmer type. And mm -hmm. like also another okay, so here's a bunch of things that pissed me off about this movie that really like was just like Let's these go. people have obviously not done the research. <laughs> Everyone be like, oh, how was your vacation, Thurahit? When he just came back from school doing sciences, it doesn't matter if you're a peasant or you're a beggar. You fucking know what school is. You know this motherfucker didn't go on vacation. You, you know he went the to like concept. Yeah, and he you just. Know and you don't call it college, you call it university, okay? He went to university, mm -hmm. you know, the entire fucking town probably pooled their money together, not just his family. Well, because I'm okay? confused. He stopped going to school because he was poor suddenly? He couldn't, he couldn't afford the tuition anymore. And that's a realistic thing. Sometimes people can only afford the problem. tuition yeah. for like it a just year wasn't, or so. It wasn't, like, it wasn't explained in a way that I was like, so he's just now... Yeah, he can't was go just to like, school or he like... just ran out of tuition because tuition costs a bunch of money. And right. 
tuition like if people in like south asia have tuition from elementary school like you have to pay out of pocket right, from right. like the get mm-hmm. so it's like so and at that point especially if it's a small town where he lives where everyone's a rice paddy person and he's going to school to study to make rice better for this neighborhood the neighborhood would pull their money together it wouldn't yeah, just no, be his family they were all so laughing at him like he was an idiot yeah, like they that were just was like you dummy why do you want to... and it's like you know he went to school specifically for this yeah. he's telling you don't trust this white woman which no indian would trust a random white woman compared to the guy in their neighborhood that they said the guy in their town <laughs> that went to school to like yeah. their town he basically says that to them too right if i if i remember he's like I, yeah, but i'm from here and like why don't you listen to me and they're just like to me yeah it's like unless this was literally meant to be a comedy and that's it there's no drama aspect whatsoever then i can understand the world being all topsy-turvy yeah and then not but like realistically speaking they would trust him over her but that's also 3, the problem with this movie. That's also the problem with this movie that like it takes moments that are supposed to be comedy and like makes them serious and makes yep. them actually real to the plot. But then also moments that are like should obviously be like real, right? Like, yeah. Why would the town not want him to go to university? Not want him to figure out like this stinkweed that's going to help the help the rice patties and Which is gonna why would they laugh in his face why would they laugh in his face that makes zero sense whatsoever if anything people were going to come up for comedy right yeah if what realistically would be happening is people are coming up with their daughters being like please marry my daughter and also we're going to pay for you to go back and finish school like it's going to yeah. be a thing like yeah. that's what would have happened not just like it's not like he got a scholarship on his own and if he did his family would have been over the moon about it indians love education it's a thing and so this movie is all vibes like yeah. the entire experience is vibes it's like oh yeah what what should happen now well that's that might be a little too difficult to figure out so let's just have the townspeople laugh at him let's yeah. just have him break out of jail let's just have the train uh be there let's have an electric guitar on his Whatever. back for no reason like, <laughs> barely anyone has a proper indian accent it's british or american and like it's whatever they don't the tell you where the, the moment yeah, I was like, where are you living? Where do you live? Where Actually, in India like, is this? Like, no one the, knows. Yeah, there's no, it's, it's it, at, at times it's literally a rice paddy. At times it's a very destitute village, but also at times there's it's a like club. A city. Yeah. There's a <laughs> mansion nearby. There are like paved roads. It's like, but we don't understand the geography of any of this. Like, no. The movie. That's why like, I was wondering if it was even filmed in India at one point. Because I'm like, why is it just all over the fucking place? I mean, like, yeah, you're not wrong about that. The vibes are off kilter. It could have just been like, c- turn the color grade up on back, backwoods London or whatever. And why are you or changing the dance Bangra? Are they are they Punjabi suddenly? Like I thought, like their name. None of this makes sense. And like, I read an article about how they're really upset with the casting choice for the lead, who I love as an actor, but like, I think the reference that they made was that like, if you hire a black man from Senegal to play a black man in LA, you're gonna know the difference. We do it all the time. Yeah, But like in India, they're like, this is really (laughs) offensive. If you're gonna come to India, which I saw in the credits that they were actually in India, you're gonna come to India. Why could you hire an Indian guy? John has been more American men than me in movies. Yep. <laughs> like literally <laughs> half the cast of most things yeah are british black people like what british dude, black okay the dude difference from between... snowfall is so british <laughs> yeah so here's another thing about like accents and england in english acting school they make you learn at least two to three different accents as an elective you, cho- you choose your act- accents and a lot of british people learn americanized accents that's right. not part of our acting schools here 
So that's why the half of like The Walking Dead is English. <laughs> well, I guess the the last scene I do want to speak about before we get into this research, just very briefly, is is that club scene because it it is smack dab in the middle of the movie. When I got to this part, I had to look up, and I was like, "There's an hour. There's still an hour left of this movie." Actually, that was exactly the moment where I accidentally paused it and talked to my roommate. And I was like, oh, damn, there's an hour. <laughs> so it's, it is so random because, again, they're suddenly in a club in which it seemed like they were in such a rural area. This, I mean, this is another very just strange thing about this movie. I know it was made in 2013, so that's why she's got the Blackberry. I don't understand why, as part of a multinational corporation, they have this old ass limousine that breaks down within like a day of her being there. Like, again, we're not in like Cuba in the nineties. Like they have <laughs> modern cars. Like she would just be in an SUV. Like, I don't know why they keep doing these things where it's just like, Oh, but you know how India is like, they don't have money and everybody's poor. And like, you got to ride in like <laughs> crazy modes of transportation. You know what I mean? I'm just like, it's, it's a modern nation, but that's fine. Uh, so they <laughs> have her in this club, which, uh, comes out of nowhere and she just again the look on brie larson's face for so much of this movie is perplexed is like moderately amused like i guess she's just like oh this is this is an interesting thing that's happening here but like they're doing that thing where it's almost like she's on two dates right like it's almost like that sitcom trope where it's just like you you book two dates at the club, and so she's yeah. like going back and forth between William and Raheem. Yeah, yeah, and but then it's like she's with Raheem for what feels like an hour, because like uh, William is like, oh, I'm gonna go like upstairs, or, or no, like uh, Raheem's sister is like, oh, oh she's she, upstairs. Yeah, yeah, she's upstairs. As he just goes upstairs for a long time. <laughs> never comes back down and then i guess gets Raheet kicked out the club because he didn't have a stamp or something yeah but when he was upstairs he was buddying up with security and like you know but it's just another him. thing where it's just like they are they're doing the same dance the entire time like they do he's doing anything else and I'm, I'm just wondering about the choreography because it's just like even if you just let people dance right like even if you're just like all right you know we're going we're going to turn the cameras on just dance just dance in the background right you're like they would do something different this was like a video game cutscene where they had only animated <laughs> <laughs> like a portion of it's a it bunch of npcs dancing in an indian club and they just repeat the same <laughs> thing the over same and loop. over again and i'm just like everybody's programming to do the same loop yeah this yeah. is just it's unsettling after a while because you're just kind of like are you again are you okay like are you can, can you get to the next frame of animation or are you just kind of like, like stuck like, like why is everyone just is this specifically a bungra nightclub that has two levels that doesn't sound right to me but I I, also like it's also like the cheapness of the movie because you can see that it's like they're all doing the same dance no one's on beat Hmm. And then you can tell that, like, they, you you know, when you shoot uh, club scenes, there's no, there's music. no music. Yeah. There's no music. Yeah. So and so that's why they would not be on the same Dancing beat. and moving. Right. Yeah. And so there's also the scene where Rajit's sister goes over to William and it's like, oh, she's upstairs. But they're fake shouting. They're doing the, oh, yeah. she's upstairs. Oh, thank you. But you can hear the echo of, like, nothing around. Them. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, oh damn, this whole movie is just like a shoestring. Like they just yeah. getting by by the skin of their teeth every day on this set. Oh boy, let me let me tell you about Basmati Blues uh, and what went into making this movie. Because as I mentioned before, this movie is made by a person whose sole credit is writing C Spot Run. He's, <laughs> he's one of three writers on C Spot Run, which no. doesn't make any sense. So that movie comes out in 2001. Somehow he gets to this point, 2013. They let him do another. Where they were like, yo, let me see what you got. So this is from an article from Vulture entitled The Inside Story of How and Why Basmati Blues Got Made. And uh, shout out to Nate Jones for this, who who wrote that article, because it's it, it it's a very wild thing to read. People who are, A, just so oblivious to like, how their movie has been received and like why people feel the way they feel about it but also like are just forthcoming with information that you're just like don't tell people that you know what i mean like you don't want people to know that um so we see that you know like this movie started to get made when they had a conversation with one of their friends who wanted to make an american bollywood film and so like that it was kind of like the seed of the idea it's just that it's that simple it was yeah. just like we want to oh, do come something. on you come on Cameron. <laughs> did you think yes. something else happened <laughs> <laughs> somebody just, was like yeah I, I just be in these random white people's apartments where it's like oh man you know it would be dope if we made a nigerian film yeah uh, have you been to nigeria no do you know any nigerians no do you <laughs> like, let's do it well I mean, literally, that's what happened because his friend was like, I want to make an American Bollywood film. He had never seen a Bollywood film before, right? So he and his Are you fucking serious, though? Like, really? They had never even seen one. Mm -mm, No. They just saw a poster and saw that Shah Rukh Khan was a big dude? Yeah. Well, uh, they they said they staged the movie marathon. They watched a whole bunch of classics. They they loved it. And And they they learned nothing. Yeah, let's get into it. Like, we're going to make this movie. And so... They didn't really know what the movie was going to be about until they had a dinner party with their quote unquote real smarty friends who were talking about food policy. And then all oh, of a no. sudden, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody's talking about uh, this book or this this uh, essay called The Greater Common Good. And they're like, oh, that's the movie. Like, that's that's what we need to make this movie about. Which is a wild thing to think about. Right. This is a musical <laughs> about like the dangers of consumerism and capitalism from the West transferring over into (laughs) other countries. And it's like, misses all the points. You know what I mean? Like it's the most basic. I don't even know if they read this article that they're referencing. Just tone deaf, just tone deaf. And so they were trying to figure out like, okay, you know, what do we need to do? How do we get this character? That's going to be Brie Larson's character. So this is a quote from, from Baron. He says, uh, we had this character and I really just liked her. We sat down and wrote the whole movie as as like the whole movie at once. Right. And we thought, oh, we're done. We're completely blind to the difficulties of trying to say we want to do a musical and we're going to shoot it in India and it's going to be original songs. Nobody would go near it. And, you know, basically, like, why are you asking us to read a story about a musical? Because get this, they didn't write music. So they were pitching a movie without it was pitching the musical without music. They had no music. They had written no songs. And they were like, well, that's going to come later. And like you were saying, Rush, that's not how this works. That's not how <laughs> Hollywood films At work. Oh, The songs are a central turning point of that's why people go to see the movies. 
Otherwise, they would just see a regular movie. You know what I mean? Like they're coming Sometimes to you see... just make a movie based off of the songs. <laughs> yeah. That happens Sometimes. too. Yeah. <laughs> but Cameron, you're going to love this part because this is like, you were like, that's it in terms of the inspiration for it. <laughs> Listen to how they put the songs together. Baron's brother knew a guy who played poker with Pearl Jam and he got the script into the hands of guitarist Stone Gosser. <laughs> I saw that at the end. I was looking because I wanted to see who wrote those songs. And I was thinking maybe music and lyrics by. No, there's a random song that says by Pearl Jam and other people. I just assumed Pearl Jam was like in like a background thing or something because I saw mm -hmm. that name too. But like I, that did not make sense to me. So, yeah, Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam wrote some songs, right? Music supervisor uh, Bronnie Greenberg had worked with a songwriter who was friends with the country band Sugarland. Yeah. And so Sugar, Sugarland is brought on. David Barrworld, who wrote uh, Come What May from Moulin Rouge, just happened to be sitting next to Greenberg at a restaurant. Get the fuck out of here. What is this life? This is, this is Jonathan art. Larson didn't get to see Rent on Broadway. <laughs> he died for his art. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> this shit is just straight to the top. All yeses. Just, yeah, just, yeah, just ne whatever. No one said no. So all, all, all these they people, all white people, right? They all yeah. know each other. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> well, all of them agreed to contribute songs without any guarantees that the movie would ever get made. Right. So they were just like, sure, bet. Let's do that. They got a, a $25,000 grant from Film Independent. Right. What? They got some money from Swiss documentarian uh, Rudy Gerber. And then what sealed it was they had a meeting with L.A. philanthropist Jeffrey Soros. Uh, <laughs> uh, a great story so what? they knew him or met him through screenwriter and get this if i did it ghostwriter no <laughs> no <laughs> what you're saying you're saying two white dudes had a poker game they was like let's write a bollywood movie yeah. i happen to know the guy in pearl jam i happen to know the guy from sugar oh i'm sitting next to the guy from sugarland oh yeah. i also know a venture capitalist yep and i know the guy who wrote for oj i know the guy who wrote the oj book and yep. they all collaborated on this steaming pile of colonialist garbage mm -hmm. beautiful Pablo arranged the dinner, and we got together. He pitched Jeffrey, and he was really in cheek, uh, Caulfield recalled. It only took me two years after that dinner to get him to read the script. <laughs> it but only took me two years. Oh, my God. But eventually, Sun Soros not only agreed to fund the entire film, he also came on board as a producer, right? This so is... This is... I... So oh, I'm lost. In in terms of casting Brie Larson, right? This is what the producer had to say about it. She said, in terms of getting the film made, we had to cast the Western lead because the film is made for the Western audience. It's definitely something we want to share with everybody. Definitely not made for the brown people. Yeah, but when Hollywood's yeah. making this movie, we had to get that right, you know? She says. <laughs> so uh <laughs> they said that uh Tollywood actress Lakshmi Manchu, who plays Rahit's sister. a sister, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She introduced them to her family when they came to visit, who washed their American guest feet and taught them how to eat with their hands. And so Caulfield says, we really wanted to convey that in the film. The sense of welcome you get there is unbelievable. And we still eat with our hands a lot now, too. So They don't know how to eat with their hands properly. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're just doing one of these, most likely. Yeah. 
There's an etiquette. Sorry. That <laughs> but was the, a tangent. No, please. Well, <laughs> here's here's the here's the problem though. They had no idea about India as a country, right? And so they get to filming and they go to their location and they say it was so hot and dry that all the places we scouted were dead. Coffin <laughs> explained. There was no life. We're shooting this movie called uh Basmati Blues, and it's just barren, dirty, dead fields, right? And so they scramble their locations, they get everybody out of where they are, and they go to uh Kerala, which is a few had it's it's kind of close to where they were. But, so Kerala, I did not know that. <laughs> but what they didn't understand <laughs> is that it was getting close to monsoon season. Right. And so oh, <laughs> they God. were sh- they were shooting the film and then Monsoon not hits. It's 40 days of just rain right. start to bottom. Right. The sets flooded. Crews had to be evacuated and they basically just had to take what they had and get out. Right. But the movie was a mess. There wasn't really much to salvage it. But they convinced Soros to like give them more money and other people to give them more money to go back and film more of it. So reshoots begin in 2015 and nearly all of the crew members, Indian and American, returned, as did Larson. But at this point, she had already shot Room, right? And she was getting right. ready to do Captain Marvel. There was nothing in her contract that said that she had to come back. So she just did it because she's nice? I don't know. Because she has never commented on this movie since its release, I could not find her <laughs> saying anything about it. <laughs> so she funny. was like, "Free trip to India. I'm about to win an Oscar." Yeah. Here's the problem, though. The trailer finally comes out, and everybody hates it, specifically South Asians, because it's just it's all Pretty kinds of racist. racist things, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course, the director and producer are completely just taken aback because they they don't understand why people are upset. So. Uh, were we blindsided, Baron asked rhetorically? Yes, because a trailer was released that makes it look like this film is about a white savior, and that's not what the film is about. <laughs> Did y'all see the y'all saw the final cut, right? Y'all saw the movie? It's that That's the opposite of what the film is about, Caulfield added. The irony of making a movie where the whole point is to explore our responsibility to each other as human beings and the pitfalls of people in the West not taking responsibility for how their work affects other people. And then we're the white savior movie? It was surreal. I actually can't stress enough how horrifying it was. It was like being punched in the stomach all day long. You literally have multiple <laughs> frames of Brie Larson with a <laughs> tribe of brown people behind her. Like she's D-Ray, like it's Brown Lives Matter. Riding, a, riding, riding a white a horse. White horse. <laughs> like it, it's so funny. It's like it's like that weird, you know, um, when white people know they wrong in like the public sphere and they yeah. try to walk it back like well, what, you're missing the point. The actual point is that we were trying to say that, you know, that and then but you look at the evidence and it's just like, what are you talking about? I mean, really, the whole energy is is basically your favorite, Cameron. I don't care. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but it, it's it is that energy. It's like I made sunglasses that are I made a movie. That is completely bulletproof. This it's is not a white savior movie. I dare, I dare you to say it's a white savior movie. It's a white savior movie. Look at it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so this comes out. They have to release an apology for the trailer, right? And they and they say we deeply regret any offense called by the uh, Basmati Blues trailer. We have heard a number of voices that have understandably reacted to a trailer that is not representative of the film as a whole. Unfortunately, the international trailer was given the wrong impression of the film's message and heart. 
<laughs> I want to find I want to find who's this producer guy, the venture capital Jeffrey Soros. I want to be like, yeah. hey, yo, I got a movie for you. Just any movie, whatever movie. Pitch it to him and be like, and if he ever passes, I'm going to be like, you made Basmati Blues. Yeah. <laughs> you made that. You pay, spent money on that. And then spent more money on it. So well, who's Rush, really wrong? Rush, you'll love this section of their apology because uh, they say, this film is a love letter to multiple eras of Bollywood cinema. I read that. Musical yeah. and classical Hollywood romantic comedies. We are confident that the film, when seen in its entirety, will build our, our appreciation and respect for India and its people. This is this is exactly what I was thinking. We're like, oh my God, the trailer, you don't get it. If you just watch the whole movie, you'll get it. And it's like, what? don't try to trick people into it's, watching it's your 10% on Rotten Tomatoes movie. <laughs> don't do that. It's insulting to everyone that everybody yeah. is, that, that is cast in this movie is cast in this movie. Yeah, uh, and there's like an actual like Bollywood like famous Bollywood actor who's in it, and he plays the fucking cop. Yeah, he's the crooked cop guy, and he's like a big deal in India. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Here? Really? It's like, what are you doing in this movie? Yeah. Why are you? It's like I get that they were like, we should hire an Indian person, then that way we can get a tax credit. You know, like, but it's like, um. <laughs> come on, man. Like, uh, you know that's the case, though. You know uh, that's always the thing with that well, shit. Well, here's the end of this this article, and it's. I mean, this is this basically sums up their their frame of mind. So they're asked to think back, you know, about what they would change about the movie. And Caulfield says that she kept coming back to the white horse that Lars's character rides while she so rescues in the, the movie's climax. What the filmmaker saw is an inversion of traditional romance tropes. Finally, the guy rescues or the girl rescues the guy. Viewers saw as a symbol of white purity. The reason it's a white horse is because in weddings in a lot of India, you ride in on a white horse. It was symbolic of romance and weddings and love. And it just hit me so wrong that it got turned into this emblem of whiteness. What would I would I do that differently? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I don't know. Did I fuck up? I don't know. <laughs> I just I just I was curious as to why the priest was so insistent on her riding a horse at all. Like that didn't make any sense to me other than he's like clairvoyant and is like one day you will save our people yeah. with this horse. <laughs> Like, <laughs> to me it's just like how do you make the movie and then not see the optics of things mm. like you know just like you're making the movie you're looking at the dailies you're seeing what's literally coming through the lens of the camera and you don't think to yourself like a white lady riding a white horse mm. to save a brown person from an impending train is like that don't look wrong to you yeah. just like well Cameron, you I don't will, feel no weird feelings about it i think this will give you some insight into that because her husband chimes in this is literally the end of the interview <laughs> i don't know if it would have mattered baron said there are some people who want to be upset about people in the west making a film set in india and they have the right to do that i just wonder if there's just some built-in percentage that wouldn't like it no matter what the color of the horse was you know yeah yeah we probably still not like it if it was a black or brown horse to be honest that movie was still fucking garbage it's the horse though that's that it was that's the why the movie that's, is that's, you know people yeah, didn't understand the horse, the horse. if the we horse was a different color yes um, so literally a horse of this, a different color this just sounds like this this My couple needed to insulate themselves from the actual critiques and criticisms of the fact that they made this movie not realizing that they're making this movie because mm, they it's yeah. so normal for them that it, it just like you know like they they obviously see nothing wrong with it because they didn't see nothing wrong with any of it right? they went yeah. to india one time people washed <laughs> their feet they they ate with their hands it was great this is they wanted to share that with the world you know this is like that. <laughs> oh, God. This is like that. I, I don't know if y'all saw the article that came out where it's like Shailene Woodley and uh, Aaron Rodgers say that they don't talk about politics in their relationship. And it's like, 
who cares? Like, you obviously don't talk about politics in your relationship. You, you, everything you do says you have no clue about what's going on in the world you live in. I mean, y'all don't probably talk a lot in general about but anything. I mean, he got a lot of talking to do now. He, he's home. He's home from work. The boy is indefinitely home from work. Um, right? Well, let, let's let's close out this section with with two things. I will say, I'm not going to read this whole article for you because you. I I want people to come into it fresh, but. There is a there is a review. Oh no! <laughs> from the Hindustan Times. Oh, uh, I've read that. I know this before. Which is, I've even seen this movie or met you guys. <laughs> it's 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 titled uh, Basmati Blues Movie Review. You won't believe how racist and insulting Brie Larson's film is. Yeah, and it is one of the greatest film reviews I've ever read. They gave it 0.5 out of five. Oh, they still gave it instead of zero? I think they had to give it something. They gave it point five. Damn. <laughs> My letterbox review is a little bit more forgiving. Damn. Mm, yeah. If you go to IMDB get amended. IMDB, it's got three point six out of ten, which is That's a lot. Uh, still, That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. It's still a lot for this movie. Yeah. It is absolute trash. I think it's literally just one star per person you want to forgive. So it's just like <laughs> like we the like character and like the the Doctor Bree, whatever, and yeah. Donald Sutherland because he's just Donald Sutherland. So he's he's, he's a like, legend. I mean, that dude was in Animal House. Like he, he knows <laughs> he knows where he was at. He, that dude was in Animal House and the Kentucky Fried Movie. He knows what he knows what he did. Um, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, like we said before, it's got a ten percent. Ten percent, baby. Ten percent. And if you go to our favorite Amazon, this okay. should let you know what's up with this movie. It's only got three and a half stars. On Amazon, it's only got three and a half. Only three and a half. Usually, these get five. <laughs> yeah, a- a- any movie. Is it a movie? Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> so even people on Amazon were like, "Nah, this ain't it. We can't. Nah, we, this can't is- this. <laughs> we can't rock with this." Would you believe that potentially, before everything went super south, there was a sequel planned for this movie? No, shut the fuck up. Get the fuck boo, out of here. Boo, boo. But and Outsource it, couldn't get a proper movie sequel, but this movie was going to get one? Okay, all right, then. I just okay. want to ask... It didn't even make a full 20 grand. I just want to ask, as we, as we get into reimagining this movie, and I know, Rush, you have thoughts about it, and the potential sequel, because we ask this all the time, right? Like, there's so many of these movies that have a love interest kind of situation the movie resolves with the white savior having found his ethnic love and then you know moving on to whatever phase of their lives does (laughs) does brie larson move to india in the season hell no does she stay there the end of that was the end of that movie it seems like it's implied that he's gonna move to the states so they're taking the the biggest brain in that town that saved the town and taking them out because the brain drain is real. <laughs> so he so he can become broke and live in Brooklyn with his scientist girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like he's gonna get like uh, he's gonna get tutelage from her dad. Right. So he's okay. gonna be fully dependent on his white wife and white, his yeah. white, and his white father-in-law, father-in-law yeah. for living expenses, education, and a career. Mm-hmm. And it's not like these two scientists are gonna go anywhere far because they just fucking torpedoed the company they work for. Yep. <laughs> so they're not gonna get hired anywhere else or get grants anywhere else. I mean, sell that if, rice nine, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's what the I guess that's what the director meant by this isn't a white savior movie. Everybody got fucked at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I mean, if you're smart, you stay in India and start helping write policy there and like keeping other white people out. Maybe that would have been a good thing, a good time use there. And maybe we wouldn't be talking about it on this podcast. No, we still would. You know, we would. Yeah, you, you <laughs> might, you I might. mean, if Snow Falling on Cedars made it onto your list, then I'm like yeah. a little, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let rush. I would love to hear your reimagining of this movie because I struggled to think of any other way to do this. Even if you take Brie Larson yeah. out of the movie. Yeah, you have the floor because this is trash. I don't yeah. want any reimagining of this. It I'd love to hear trash. what you got. It is definitely trash, but I feel like movies like this have already existed plainly just within the realm of Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you could have, instead of changing the white person to a white person, it's just like a rich person in India. Mm-hmm. A rich mm-hmm. scientist trying to push this onto the poor people because very much like the William character, there are people like that in India who are just like, well, I don't give a fuck about the rest of you. You know, mm-hmm. they're just straight up capitalists. Mm-hmm. And then they have scientists in their pocket. And it could, it's basically just Aaron Brockovich or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you could just have it just all be brown people and still be the same shit show. It wouldn't be better. Right. It just wouldn't make it onto this podcast. That's the yeah. only thing. <laughs> right. It just wouldn't be called a white savior movie. It'd still be like, hey, a shitty movie that exists sure. with like a shitty story. Right. Um, this love letter to India when you've never been to India is is psychotic mm. to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely atrocious. Well, we didn't we didn't talk about this, but I just came back to me. It came to me when you're talking about William because I, I think the thing that I I wanted to say about William before is that he is he is aspirationally white. Right, like I think that's what the movie is trying oh, yeah. to hint at is that. Like, oh yeah, by I think that's what close... they're trying to like convey. That's why they call him Prince William. Right. You notice that, right? Like yeah. they do call him mm-hmm. Prince William a couple of times. Yeah. As like, like he's, a pejorative. He's working for this American company. He's trying to get close to this white woman. Like anything close to whiteness is what he is is searching for. And so that's kind of his character arc. As I guess. I don't know if he rejects whiteness in the end, but like it's not about I I still don't think it's necessarily about being pro or anti white, aside from the fact that he does feel superiority around his peers or yeah, like right. his countrymen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is educated. He's educated in England. Um, I still get the whole ho vibe from him where it's just like, they're like, don't yeah. hit on Brie. Not be- because like, we know you're going to hit on her because you hit on everyone. That's what it like yeah. felt like more, more or less. Because um, like at the end of the movie, he's dancing around with Rahid's sister. And I think they're <laughs> right. boning by the end of it. So he's just sticking and get stirring it. the pot wherever he can. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I can messy. See- well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a problem. Uh, but yeah, no, I can see what you're saying as well about the whole, like, he, he's supposed to be like wanting there's cause that, that character exists in Bollywood movies constantly. Mm-hmm. There's like always like an, Indi- and it, even if the movie's completely in Hindi, they'll have one Indian character who speaks with like what they find to be an English Indian accent. Okay. So the Hindi sounds weird. Like you stress certain tones yeah. cause like you obviously mm-hmm. like you're acting like it's your second language when it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and, that, and that Hindustan times review one of the things i found most interesting is that like they none were of them sl- have a proper indian accent they were slamming everybody's accent <laughs> because everybody yeah. is like none of the i guess none of the actors in there are from india like not in the mains like, no yeah so like they're all doing an affectation of what they i don't again i don't know if it was like Utkarsh is from boston <laughs> right well because it's it's similar to come for him come yeah. for him no no i'm just saying but that's that's what they're talking about it's like yeah. if like bobby flay decided to speak hindi in a movie you indians would make fun of that right like, well because it's like uh when we did cool runnings right like none of those people are 
from Jamaica. Jamaican. But they all have Jamaican or Caribbean roots. And so they were attempting to do, you know, variations on like their family's accent. But yeah. it, none of them sounded like they were from Jamaica, you know, really. And I feel like it was the same thing here where I think he was trying to approximate, you know, maybe what like family members speak like, but because it's not his natural accent. And I'm sure he's it probably also had to. Yeah, it slipped a lot. Oh, and it was it, all over the place. And it also very noticeable in the singing. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have to sing with an accent because I don't know if you know this, but singing doesn't really have an accent. Right. Right. Like if you listen to the Spice Girls and you're like an American or Canadian kid, you don't realize they're British until you listen to them in an interview. Right. Let me right? body down. <laughs> except for maybe except for the stand your body down and wind it all around. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. But like if the, the actual like like Diva Forever, when you listen to that song, you're like, where does the English accent go? Like I remember reading threads about it. It's like, where, where how come their accents disappear? Yeah. It's just like he, the fact that he would not sing with an accent and then randomly throw one in there being like, mm-hmm. oh, right, I should have an accent right now because I'm Indian, which is really pretty <laughs> offensive on its own right. Yeah. So, let, yeah, let's let's put this movie on our caucasity ranking meter. Let's fucking uh, do this. Rush, we will break it down for you. We've got three levels of caucasity. Mm-hmm. The first level is shorts in the winter, right? Oh, God. Know, you know, in Canada. I'm saying it. How, how Sweetheart, that... it's a thing. Okay, it is got, minus got 23 it. degrees Celsius. I don't know what the fuck that is in Fahrenheit. We can Google that later. And it's like, oh, you know, it's like shorts. That's a white person. That's definitely not just a white person. It's a white dude, a single yeah. white dude. Yeah. Has no family to worry about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, a thing. And, but because I think, you know, we always say this, like, it's not to go get the mail or like to go, you know, do like a quick airing outside the house. It's to live. Right. It's to go out into the world. Yeah. And and just do whatever you're doing that day. We might shorts. be going to work. Yeah, for what? you guys, it'd be a minus nine point four in Fahrenheit. <laughs> There's bitches okay. out here yeah. like in like yeah. shorts and a jacket. Yeah, right. But it's like a windbreaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're going out to do groceries and that shit. Like, why? Yeah, we're in like several coats and boots and gloves and hats and like. It's I live just in like... New York City. This landed a puffy jacket. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, nah, shorts is good. That's enough. Um, <laughs> That's enough. But that level is just like, this This isn't hurting me, but I have questions about you, right? Like, this is just a weird yeah. decision that you're making. I'm observing this from afar. I guess do you, but like, I don't want to be, you know, involved and participate in that. Um, <laughs> Cameron, what's the second level? The second level of caucasity is now this movie is touching my hair. This movie has... <laughs> Probably not asked. This movie is just <laughs> invading my space already. Probably asking as it's like yeah. knuckle deep right. in your scalp. Yeah. Okay, that that seems like that should be worse than the shorts. Wait, what? Well, what, what was the numbering this, system? Well, the difference. The difference here is that instead of the act of violence being against themselves, now it's an act of violence against you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, was the last one number three? That was no. Number this one. is. That was number one. Oh, yeah. okay. That's so why I'm like this a is the confused. mid level. This okay, is only okay. the mid level. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, and now there's the ultimate level of caucasity. And I just want to ask too, because we we do this when we have uh you know other people of color on the show. Like we've had people who have said, well, it's not quite touching my hair, but it is like you speak well, or uh, <laughs> you know, variations of that. Is there? Is like, there a where specific... are you from? From. 
Mm, yeah. Okay. Like, where are you from? Montreal. What? Where are you from? From? It's right. like I don't know. My mom's puss. Like, what do you want? Like, he just, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, or what? What else is there? Yeah, oh, you. Do, I don't think of you as brown. Or yeah, I, I think we it don't. Is we white. don't. I don't see you as. I don't see you as that. Yeah, you're, you're not like you're the white others. to me. You're not <laughs> like the others. Yeah. Oh, you're not like the others. You're like you're basically white. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're not like the the rest of them. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah but that, that hasn't really been said since the '90s. I feel like. But yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's always lingering around the corner. Don't even worry. It's oh, gone. It's gone back. Okay. Yeah, it's gone unsaid. Just like bell bottom jeans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, the third level, we'll we'll run you through past iterations, and then we can we can get to you know the two ideas that we landed on. But it's been things like Taylor Swift's cover of September. It's been things like Chris Martin's Chris cover Martin's. of Pony. Yeah, uh, it's-, it's been um, Rihanna's terrible wax figure at Madame Tussauds that obviously no one looked at Rihanna before they sculpted it. Yeah, it's been uh, a sports writer who claimed he wasn't racist because he has a civil rights museum. <laughs> in his I'm sorry. He, he's got he's got civil rights memorabilia in like, his house. From which side, though? Uh, you know, it's a good. It question. ain't looking good either way. How about that? <laughs> Is it just a bunch of Confederate flags? Because he says yeah, he's got a, a. It could be a whites only sign. And it's still not good. <laughs> yeah, he claims he's got a Rosa Parks signed something, and I don't. He's got Rosa and, Parks bus pass from that day. <laughs> You know, shut the fuck up. None of this makes sense. Um, for us in America, it would be this week specifically everything to do with Joe Rogan, whether it's his yeah wildness on Spotify, whether it's the conversation he had recently about what is black. Yeah. What, oh man, what your constitutes said, blackness? Your boy oh, has is that number- what he's been doing? Your boy has the number I... one podcast on Spotify and is bought out by Spotify, basically, and uh, used his platform to say, I don't think black people, I don't think, you know, light skinned or like, you know, people who are like 60% black, they're not really black. You, I mean, well, you're like, basically, he said, if you're not African and by African, yeah. he meant like no from no the sh- continent well no shirt no pant like oh, he said a, that that's and right a, and basically in a loincloth all day in the sun are you really black who sits in a loincloth all day in the sun even in africa you know i think he's behind the times <laughs> by yeah. several he just millennia. described tarzan who is white <laughs> <laughs> isn't tarzan white because that's Super what he white. described yeah it's that's very... what he described that's that's what i'm thinking of right now i mean your boy is also out here using horse tranquilizers as covid yeah, spreading cures, so all kinds like... of misinformation so yeah your boy uh, is a a dumb fuck he's got <laughs> I, I stopped paying attention to him in 2008 or something it still amazes me that the dude from Fear Factor has so much influence over people like that. Motherfucker. Literally, like maybe the number one influencer. It's on... like, really? The, the side guy from news radio has this much influence? Like, yeah. Really? He was barely fifth, a character. Fifth banana, fifth banana on news radio runs. Fifth, fifth runs banana out of five shit. characters. Yeah. <laughs> this, this dude went from watching people eat cow brain milkshake. <laughs> to <laughs> having having a valid opinion about public health, so yeah, he's I mean... <laughs> literally watched Midwesterners eat cow testicles in front of his face. I think, I think my for my, pleasure. The the whole thing that you should follow your life around is like anything that only men like is, isn't cool. Yeah, you know no, only I mean? men like, that look like Joe Rogan. No, who we looks don't like even, a horse testicle it's, it's, himself. It's, it's, 
It's obviously that, but if we just distill it to like, what are his fans? They are just men. Obviously, they are white mm-hmm. men, but like, we don't even. There really aren't any women on that side. No, so yeah. it's just like, well, yeah, incels, incels. We, yeah. we can, we can go there. Yeah. yeah. Good day, madam. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, all of his fans have neckbeards and fedoras. We should be really concerned like that. I don't think Joe Rogan has a single hair on his body. No. No, but his fans do on their neck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rush, you had you had something going on with that boy Elon uh, up oh, in God. Canada. Oh, it's so funny that he just loves stirring the pot where he's not like you know famous scientist Elon Musk. Hmm. <laughs> he doing the science. Yeah, yeah, famous <laughs> epidemiologist. Yeah, <laughs> Elon Musk, who is very anti-vax. Um, yeah. yeah, is uh, siding with the the trucker convoy, and I and I hate that I'm even talking about this because. It should be dumb and apparent to everyone. But the uh, creators of the convoy are very well-known right-wing leaders, not even leaders, just crazy right-wing nationalist, far-right people who have gone together and they've decided that the truckers who initially were the only people who didn't have to be vaccinated to cross the border and be quarantined uh, have to face a 14-day mandatory quarantine when they cross the border from the States to Canada. The thing is, the United States has the exact same mandate. Right. So... It just it goes both ways. So it truckers, ways. it goes both ways, and the truckers, not understanding how this works, were like, "Oh, we should get Justin Trudeau to resign," which is exactly uh, well, that's uh, a coup and is illegal. And mm. putting someone in place of that is really fascist. But they're not making that connection in their brain that people are following them. There's no. a lot of uh, truckers who may not be white, may not be racist, and maybe be like, "My freedoms!" Because how dare you make me get a third jab? And it's like, so they're freaking out. A lot of people are upset because lockdowns have happened for so long. Like I said, we're number yeah. five. Right. And we're, we're just we're just ending number five. And people who are getting vaxxed and are left wing and whatever are still also frustrated because they're like, oh, we're stuck inside. But I secretly love being inside. Never make me go outside again. It's fucking cold <laughs> out there. It is cold. I, I, I don't want to out you, but I did watch you receive a box of wine <laughs> as the delivery. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I have someone at my door. Yeah, it's an important. Uh, <laughs> There's important someone at my delivery. door. Hold up. We're Real gonna talk about delivery. what I received. Yeah. <laughs> I see that Franzia. Yeah. You ain't slick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was four liters. It's fine. It'll last till yeah. tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah. So it's just like so Elon makes this tweet, which is like, "Wow, Canadian truckers are so cool," or something stupid like mm. that, or Canadian truckers kick ass. Which yeah. gives this crazy fringe movement because let let's be real here, it's not all truckers. Ninety percent of truckers is the math now are vaccinated. So ten percent mm-hmm. of these truckers were not vaccinated. Confederate flags have made it to Canada. It's gotta, not even a flag from our country. <laughs> how do these guys know that? How do these guys not know that they lost? Like y'all lost. No, no, this is not even the right country. You that's like, yeah. lose, this is that's, not even your flag. Right. That's like riding hard for the Jets when you're uh, when you could easily be a Lakers fan. It's, it's like living in Los Angeles and being like, or I mean, different sports, but like you know. You could literally be a Pagers fan or whatever. Lakers and is like, basketball. I know that. I, I, I've had a several. I know one myself. thing. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. I mean, yeah. some people are just going to go down with the ship, you know, no matter what they've made us. Elon stand. is just throwing fuel on this weird fire. And, and these truckers don't even realize that Elon's go- trying to actively put them out of business by making self-driving trucks. Like, yeah. He also, while, like what? A good percentage of his fleet of self-driving cars just got recalled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your but, boy's not looking good either. No, he sucks. Uh, but 
Yeah, it's it's been getting crazy. It's sort of like how neo-Nazis in North America use swastikas, not realizing that's a German thing. And it's just like, yeah. you're a na- white nationalist? What's your nation? You're in the wrong country then. Like, just not that I would wish that upon Germany now or anything. Yeah, so, I would say, I mean, it's clear that a lot of thought doesn't go into much of this. I think it's just <laughs> uh, what what is a symbol that looks cool and makes me feel important. And uh, that's all I need to, I don't need to do any more research into that. Swastikas used need. to be Hindu yeah. and Buddhist. Okay. This whole yeah. concept of caste racially and the lighter skin, this is actually technically all Hindu stuff. Like I feel like Hitler once picked up a Hindu textbook. It was like, this seems like good ideology. I'm going to create my own. It's <laughs> I'm another... take a little bit of that. And I'm going to take a little bit of this. <laughs> it's yep. like cultural appropriation at its worst, but all the bad parts. So maybe that's the final level. Maybe that's the final level of caucasity. Is just like uh, cultural appropriation, to but like where you taking the worst parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's Which... so many Nazis that like try to like relate to Hinduism. There was like a Nazi movement in India and stuff like that a long time ago. Modi right now is basically Trump. There's a lot of shit yeah. happening. Mo- <laughs> Modi's wild. Modi's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I- I've I've done my share of research on that guy. He he's funny. I'm pretty sure he loves truckers too because the truck main truckers are uh, Islamophobic. Hmm. He would tweet. And, he would tweet. Yeah. and Modi is definitely Islamophobic. Yeah. Well. So yeah, yeah. Canada's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. All of that to say, you know that 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 third level is basically just like, you know, we know what we're doing is wrong. We don't give a shit. We don't you care. Know, like we're just gonna step over everything on purpose. You have opinions about it, or your feelings are hurt. I don't care. Right. It's it's just fuck all y'all. Uh, so okay, all so the, the, the third so the highest level of capacity definitely is the trucker convoy. Yeah. yeah. Sure, that's, yeah. That's definitely t- tonight's highest level of capacity. Yeah. They're so not gonna wh- make it to you because they can't pass the border, but you know, whatever. <laughs> where would you where would you put this lovely movie, Brush? Oh you have to break it on the Caucasity scale. As someone who has and not to say that you haven't, but I have dealt with and seen various different levels of racism Mm -hmm. um you know in jail out of jail whatever uh (laughs) (laughs) um uh, having neo-nazis hit on you and say don't worry you seem white enough uh Mm. you know stuff like that yeah yeah that was a that was a trip oy Uh, vey yeah um but don't (laughs) worry like that you want to you want to hang out no they would not use the term they would use the term oy vey and not know where it's from Uh, not realize it's Yiddish, um, yeah, or that they're hitting on a Muslim brown person. <laughs> like you seem fine. I'm like I don't think you get what. You're or that to. their team lost. Yeah, yeah. no, well, they, they really don't know that. Um, this movie is it's on the lower scale for me mm-hmm. because I really don't know what could earn a three for me. <laughs> and, We've seen some threes. Have we seen some threes? Okay, okay, yeah. Um. Because I feel like the creators, as dumb and as ignorant as they were, mm-hmm. probably really tried to make a fucking rom-com. Because I could see the weird threads of it in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything did have, like, that was that, there was a checkoff gun for every dumb thing that happened. And I'm like, they're not really seeing. Like, I can see, like, you when I get that horrible explanation of, like, the white horse being yeah. in an Indian wedding, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that is true. A white horse is at an Indian wedding. I couldn't afford one for my wedding. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's like if I could get an elephant, I would. But when you can't afford an elephant, you get a white horse. Like, that's like, those are the levels. Yeah. And if you can't get that, you just get a car. You know, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So it's just like, when I hear the explanations behind stuff, it makes me want to forgive them a little. Because like, oh, these idiots. But the fact that they tried to do it makes me angry again. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say two. I'm, I'm going to go with two. 
All right. I would also go with touching my hair. I feel like this is yeah. a movie. I agree, Russ. That this is it's it's too dumb yeah. to be taken seriously, right? Like I think it's it's too stupid in in many ways to actually be a, a, like a third a, level like, of harmful, right? You know what I mean? Like, like harmfully offensive, right? Yeah. You know, cause, it's too stupid. Because like what 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 like if you came out of it, what harmful information could you spread? Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> nothing really, honestly. None of it so is bad. new in terms of like if you already held these beliefs about India and South Asian people, there's nothing new in here. Like you're probably yeah. just either, if not affirmed, just like yeah, that seems right to me. You know, like I I don't yeah. have any you know different opinions now that I've seen. Plus <laughs> my <laughs> beliefs, <laughs> I think like, I don't really know. have any brown friends, but if I did, they'd probably wash my feet. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that's why we get to the number two. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, because yeah. we've 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 like examples of threes, you know, have been like The Help or like Green yeah. Book or like movies that were like Oscar nominated movies that were taken seriously. I haven't even seen Green Book yet because I, I thought it was going to be a good movie. Is it awful? To. Okay. Don't worry okay. about it. It's real bad. You're good. Um, but, you know. <laughs> Like this movie didn't even reach, you know what I mean? Like those again, those movies were Oscar nominated. They were like box office successes. This movie didn't even get released. But the box office of this movie barely pays off my student loans. So this is the bizarre thing, because we, we have this constant struggle when we're watching movies about like, okay, we picked this movie. How do we watch it? Right. This movie is on Prime. This movie is on Peacock. This movie is on like but two Tubi? or three other yeah i had like, to watch it on tubi because prime in canada does not have it because it's too bad okay. for it to even have it here right yeah like it's not I even watched... an option to buy you know when there's other movies like you yeah can pay like a dollar no it's not even there damn i watched yeah. it on imdb tv with commercials yeah damn. so my tubi had commercials in it yeah. and every time there was a commercial break, I was like you know we could just pretend we watched the rest of it i'm like no, no. this is for science yeah yeah <laughs> gotta do the science <laughs> gotta do the science. <laughs> science callback right in here Hey, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, I think you know, like it's not a movie that people are going to see unless, like us, they have actively sought it out to watch it. <laughs> so and I the think... thing is, even if this podcast hadn't happened, I was going to actively seek it out because I just want to see if any of these are ever done well. No, no, <laughs> that's the, the answer, answer is no. There's got to be. I mean, the only one that I really enjoy is Outsource, and it's not even a Bollywood type of movie, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. it's like a white guy who doesn't want to be there. And yeah. a, a local actual Indian actress playing an Indian woman who's like, fuck you, you're an idiot. And yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I am an idiot. Thank you. <laughs> Please. That's why, the, that's why the movie didn't go anywhere. The movie, that movie was really good. And then they tried to make a Canadian produced TV show. Hmm. For it. I remember that. I remember it was, and it was it, nothing it like the movie. Here. It was nothing like the movie. It was basically written for people who would be racist against brown people like basically the audience that that show was made for would never watch a show starring at so many brown people do you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah and the movie's not like that at all and i'm like i'm so sad that they took something that was so good and made it such shit and that's yeah. with the level of basmati blues is like yeah. the shit level of that show where yeah. the show itself isn't really painful to anybody except for like the sensibility of taste yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well Let's talk about movies that we recommend instead. And Rush, I'm gonna I'm gonna seed my recommendation to you, just in the sense of like I feel like people definitely should a watch Bollywood film. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. it is great. I feel like people yeah. I think I'm I'm gonna seed my time as well <laughs> to you. <laughs> but, oh, okay. All right. Then let me bring over some DVD cases. Oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> if, we, 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 if we're gonna seed it, 
yeah oh, it's not like anyone can see but you guys can so. yeah, yeah it's i mean they're visual aids but uh we'll we'll relay for sure them audio you know what it doesn't really matter i'm realizing that the movies that i have now are not ones i would recommend uh like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. gotcha yeah. if you if you want to watch because the thing is a lot of my favorite bollywood movies that are not the classics actually i do have some over there oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think I was going to say that Bollywood film, I think, is something that we specifically here in America probably have the wrong idea about in the sense. Yeah, we don't have it right over here. Yeah, we probably have assumptions in terms of like, oh, yeah, like it's like this or that. Or we've seen like clips out of context or, you know, certain things like that. But like, you know, a lot of film from around the world, um, you know, there's probably a lot of certain like cultural things that we're missing out on. Um, There's going to be a shit ton of cultural references you're not going to get. But I don't think that should stop you from enjoying the film or trying to to understand those cultural references. So, you know, like, I didn't want to say, oh, yeah, like, here are some classic Bollywood films. And you'd be like, don't watch those. Like, here are the ones to watch instead. Right. I I did not want to enter this being like, you know what I know about Bollywood? (laughs) Everybody's going to be like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Shut your mouth. But there's, yeah, I think there's there's a whole world, you know, of not even just Bollywood film, but, you know, like Indian film and South Asian film that. Yeah, um, I feel like there's also like non-Indian films that are like going to have better representation, even if they're like independent or Hollywood produced. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. going to be a better movie. Actually, you don't need to see your time. Do you have any recommendations, one of each from you or like, because I'd be interested in hearing what you guys like. I mean, if we're just talking about musicals in general right like no no they have to have brown people in them well yeah there's plenty of brown musicals we could do that all i night. mean okay. i i always recommend just just watch the wiz like the wiz is undefeated yeah. on so many levels the wiz like is the undefeated black musical <laughs> like that's the one if you're gonna get into it in terms of just not only top to bottom star quality rise like it's yeah. got some of the biggest names uh, in film and music. Still, like still, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it With is Diana like, Ross, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, yeah, Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor, yeah. But it is like it's the the music is great, right? Fantastic music. Um, you know, like it, the choreography and like the way that it sequenced is great. Um, it is a Christmas movie, you know. So like it's got it's oh got, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's hitting all the points. It's hitting all the points. <laughs> it literally does. But I think it's also just, you know, because for us, like, there, I mean, there had been black musicals before, but I think that was the one that was like specifically as a film, right? Like as a Hollywood film mm-hmm. that was like, oh, shit, like we're, <laughs> we're we are here and this is like a cultural phenomenon. And it's a weird thing, too, because it's a black remaking of The Wizard of Oz. Right. And I still feel like to this day, even though it has kind of permeated a bit. Like, it's still a very black thing. Like, when you talk to white people about yeah. The Wiz, like, they know what it is, and maybe they know... They've definitely heard of it. Yeah, you know. As but, an entity, like, as it exists. Yeah, they might know, like, Ease On Down the Road or something like that. Maybe. But, like, barely that. Right. Down the road. <laughs> but, like, if you mention The Wiz to any black person, it's like a two-hour conversation. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you might as well... Sit down. You know, Sit down. You Let might me school you on something. I mean, inevitably, you might just end up watching the movie. You know, what I mean? like, you might and, just... and and it's so funny because like that black person who's telling you about the movie will sit there and watch it with you, just <laughs> gleefully, gleefully, yeah. smile on their face the entire movie. Um, I can't remember if you had any other black musicals. Uh, 
Well, uh, you know what? Just keep leaving and coming back with more movies. I'm sorry. That's fine. No, we love it. We love it. Um, (laughs) Actually, they're making a musical version of The Color Purple. I saw that. Really? Yeah. Um, Based on the Broadway musical, which is like actually a pretty dope Broadway musical. Like it's a really good show. We get all Um, the Broadway stuff up here on like Mervish, like through Mervish, if it's like a Mervish thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So if it's down there, it'll come to us soon. Yeah. Sometimes that, the original cast comes up from like actual Broadway. Well, Rush, you've been going back and forth. And, I, uh, I have. Very... And like, I was trying to find specific movies that I really wanted to show you, but like, they're like hidden away in like really big milk crates yeah. right now. And like, it's all good. so I, I brought like a whole different selection. Okay. Um, but like, some of these still have these white savory aspects. Like this mm. one, it's VHS, it's called Lagan. Um, and it's about how India kicked, like the, it was the British came and like instituted a triple tax on these Indian farmers in the past. Like this is when the 1800s or something. And this one town decides to bet it triple or nothing on a cricket game. And they had never played cricket before. And it's sort of like a feel good movie about like how, because cricket is huge in India, but this is before anyone really, cricket is yeah. an English game. And the mm. Indians arguably pretty much the best in cricket in like the entire world. Um, which is why the rest of the world doesn't play it anymore because <laughs> it got sick and tired of losing it to them. But yeah, so there, there are two English actors in it. This one woman here, same thing where like she falls in love with the main guy. She sings in English, which is fucking hilarious. She's also in love with him. She looks like she's way better looking than her. Let's just be real. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's a good movie. Lagan, it just means tax. If you're going to stick with the Hollywood types, listen, traditional Harold and Kumar always watch this movie. This movie <laughs> it's fucking dope as fuck. You want to see Asians doing it? And break yeah. the stereotypes, there's two of them. Super hot, too. If you're going to do something more in the vein of the actual movie that we saw, but is better, outsourced. Like I said, three million times, yeah. it's actually a really good movie. Look outsourced at all these awards. Yeah, all these fucking awards. It was a play first. Then it became mm-hmm. a movie. That's why you know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about Bended Like Beckham. Um, yeah. You know, uh, this this Grindelwald is a great director. I don't think there's any white savory aspects of this. She just falls in love with a white guy. But she leaves him at the end to pursue her dreams. So that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's like Garn Arjun. There's a whole bunch of other Bollywood movies. Uh, this one's called Rangila. It's just about like dynamics and socioeconomical class things between like working in Bollywood. So it's pretty meta about this girl okay. trying to make it in Bollywood. And like uh, she starts hooking up, like she starts acting against this guy who's like a big Hollywood Bollywood star. What's and that movie called again? Rangila. R-A-N-G-E-L-A. It's from 1993. The fucking score is off the chain. The score for this and the score for this, Lagan and Rangila are done by the same guy. This motherfucker sells out every concert he ever does. Nice. This is a remake of West Side Story, but in Hindi, it's called Josh. Oh, nice. Out, like Josh. Yeah. Um, and if you just have Netflix, my go-to recommendation for anyone, if you're looking for a fucking good time, is called Happy New Year. It's spelled exactly how it sounds, H-A-P-P-Y. Okay. Then the word new, then the word year. Um, <laughs> it's a heist movie. Oh, it's, yes. Yes. It is the remake of the remake of the remake of the remake of the Italian job. Hell yeah. yeah I'm watching that. Is, yeah, so <laughs> that's going on the list. <laughs> it is so fucking good. Just be prepared to take like a break in the middle. There's a couple of hours off. That's fine. Uh, it's, it's got a lot. It's, it's a female director and she focuses on the female gaze a lot. So you're going to see a lot of topless dudes with rippling abs. The fucking... Movie opens with a fucking 
mud wrestling scene where the lead Shah Rukh Khan, who you wouldn't know is 50 years old because he looks fucking swole as fuck, is being bashed into the mud. And then so they're like, oh, wash the mud off. Mud off. And there's three buckets of water come from different angles and wash it <laughs> off of him. Uh, the lead female actress, same sort of deal. She works at a strip club. Uh, and like she comes in swinging on this like gold plated like swing and like yeah, that's the energy I need. no yeah. it's like i've never seen a strip club like this it is fucking like i, I, don't I know, need that more. energy it's it, it's it's so sexually over the top fires start when the two characters get together because they're so hot nice, like it's very nice, comical nice. you know um there's a whole like there's a rival between... blues could never no no, no, no. happy never. new year happy new year is like so fucking funny it's so good it's so well done also that i don't know if you know this but like hong kong cinema and bollywood cinema have had a rivalry since they started mm. so oh, i didn't know that uh but uh hong kong cinema will sometimes randomly have an indian character that they make fun of who's like a patsy type character yeah and sometimes they'll have that in indian movies where they have just like a chinese character there's a lot of native chinese indians and a lot of indian chinese because the, mm. the borders are mm. border invisible lines people yeah. just cross over right asia touches asia so they have this cool yeah. like martial arts sequence it's pretty neat uh, so those are the movies I recommend. I just wanted to show you that I also have this movie, Snowfalling on Cedars. This does not need yeah. to be in your podcast. I'm just saying yeah. I am a big we'll fan. We'll get of around to it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. We'll get around to you it. You need oh. to bring me back for that. That's for sure. Sounds good. Sounds spend. good. But yeah, so those are my recommendations. Like I said, Happy New Year's yeah. on Netflix. It's free for everyone. It came out in 2004. There's also Dhoom, which is D-H-O-O-M. It's like basically like a bunch of Fast and Furious movies, but they're fun. Dope. Yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. All of those sound great. Um. Uh. Well, Rush, this has been great. I feel Thank like you so this for has having been me. Yeah, oh my we, God. we always say this. These movies, we give them more time than I think they've ever had or deserve. But or I'm deserve. So <laughs> I'm so I'm glad sure you. This podcast was longer than the movie. Yeah, but <laughs> ends up being that way sometimes. Yeah, we're we're very glad that you were here with us to help break it down, just because it is a movie that you know. I would say if you want to watch it, like. S- skip around like it's okay to skip around like, you don't have to yeah. watch the whole movie like there's i literally parts. just skipped through a lot of the songs when i realized yeah. the song didn't move the plot too much yeah i, I think i think if you just watch like the first couple of minutes like you get it you know what i mean like you don't have to watch the whole film you know so if you're trying to catch probably not the best for your brain yeah oh yeah i mean it, you do have to see the whole movie that was the argument <laughs> i had with jamie so. yeah, yeah. um but before before I let you go, please tell everybody about just everything you've got going on, where people can find you on socials. Ah, jeez Louise. Um, uh, rushkazi.com, R-U-S-H-K-A-Z-I.com is where you will find me. Um, it has links to my YouTube shows, my podcasts. Uh, a lot of things have been sleeping because I've been taking vacation from life because, hmm. you know, quarantine number five. Life. Yeah. You know, like has happened. Um, uh, there's a show called History by the Numbers that's coming out on the Smithsonian Channel or Network. Uh, you can see me on that. Uh, if you have Out TV, I have a special coming out on the show called Out for Laughs. Look for the Rush Cassie one. Um, and I don't know stuff, junk. I'm yeah. around. If you're in Canada, like seriously, like find me on Instagram. It's at rush.zilla. Z-I-L-L-A. Uh, and that's basically it. The website will link you to other places. Dope. Follow awesome. me on YouTube. You know, give me that money. Money, please, money, please. Monetize me. <laughs> if you want to send me e-transfers, I have a PayPal. It's rush.kazi at gmail.com. Mm. Send me $20. Whatever. Right. Why not? I mean, that, that box one isn't going to pay for itself. You know, no, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> this franzi ain't free Listen, i paid with that with all my deposits 
and my skip credits. Thank you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Cameron, tell everybody what you got going on. Uh, yeah, we we at the Blipster, eleven thirty eight on mm-hmm. Twitter and Insta. Um, I just shot a movie during the snowstorm, so dope, yeah, dope, 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 and some commercials. So maybe you you know turn on the television or turn on your Instagram, and you might see my face in about three months. So nice, yeah. So check those out soon. And- aren't you Aren't you gonna be a a British dog? In the Petco commercial. Oh, we have to talk. <laughs> can I also talk about this? Because I'm we very can, We can talk about it later. It's, <laughs> okay, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, this is after. No, okay. I get it. We can't I talk about the brand. S- we literally can't talk about the brand because it's only an audition. So I, okay. I just want to stick around all through and tell you about my shit. But you know what? We'll, t- we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But yeah, commercials, short films coming soon. Hopefully nice. going bigger. Do it. Uh, where Where can people find you? Um... Yeah, the Blipster eleven thirty eight. What's the Blipster? It's your um, handle. Yeah, I am the Blipster. Um, so T H E B L I P F S T E R. I was you so close. <laughs> Black Sorry, Hipster. I'm that's a... what we were going for. Gotcha. Box you got wine. it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's all right. Yeah. Uh, unboxed wine over here. Yeah. Mm. I, I always love the the like momentary panic when you have to remember <laughs> it's it's yeah that's always fun and, and, and the worst part is i've been thinking about changing it for like over a year so we're we're still we'll in that phase yeah. we'll see what no, happens if i learn how to spell it you cannot change okay yeah <laughs> Locked you heard it here first yeah you heard it here first rush that i can't change it ever. <laughs> not getting changed y'all and i'm jordan clark uh, you can find me on Twitter at jrsosa18, jrsosa18. Um, I guess I'll say this now because I feel like they got to announce it between when this episode comes out. Uh, so I am going to be part of... That's what no, that we, wall we is. Love, we love everything that does here. Oh. What are you talking about? Yeah, we we love it. Oh no, yeah. So that's that's what I'm gonna be doing uh <laughs> in the next couple of months. So that's that's kicking off. Um and then I have some other comics work that's coming out soon, uh that I'll be talking about as that comes out but that's the big Very news cool. so that's amazing uh, congrats yeah. jordan thank you uh but yeah if you want to get at us on twitter we are white underscore pod uh for all our foolishness black history month is happening now we're doing our 28 days of black film so check in there to you know get just different recommendations that me and cameron have um if you want to write to us uh it's <laughs> it's white people won't save you pod at gmail.com we've so gotten we we yeah. have gotten some strange emails recently, Cameron, that I feel like it's not from people. It's like a weird spam email. Like, But if you if you don't want to send a spam email and maybe send us, uh, <laughs> you know, recommendations for movies, movies that you want to see us talk about, guests that you want to see us have on, et cetera, all that good stuff, you can write to us there. Um, but that's going to do Tell it them that week. you loved me. Uh, yeah, tell us. We definitely, Rush has a movie that I'm interested in talking about, and we would definitely like to have them back on to talk about it. 
So if if you want more rush, let us know. Uh, <laughs> you got it. The people must speak. <laughs> we'll set up. We'll set up a poll on the Twitter account. And, Don't uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to know what they actually yeah. think. Oh no, no! All those people, all the truck con, we're gonna win against yeah. you. Criticism. Criticism. <laughs> Anyone who's voting a negative is in the convoy. I'm just gonna say that. Whoa, yeah. my hand. <laughs> <laughs> There's some real good Zoom filter action happening right now, but Zorro. <laughs> yeah, Russia's Zorro, by the way. <laughs> Since you can't say. Well, on that note, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Bye. can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be safe you can't save us we don't want to be saved <laughs>